Fowl also said you're heavy into martial arts, Tai Chi and all that uh, killer stuff. I suppose we have to register you as a lethal weapon. <laughs> hey, look, friend, let's just cut the shit. Now, we both know why I was transferred. Everybody thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. Guess what? What? I don't want to work with you. Hey, don't. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both the fucked. Terrific. God hates me, that's what it is. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the action returns. I'm your host, Brian. This is episode number 22. Yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> with me, of course, you just heard him right there. My brother Nez, what's up, man? I'm good, man. Just just living, just living. Trying to get through these holidays. Holidays yeah. are always rough. But. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, holidays. I'm not a holiday guy, but I am doing the, the 25 days of Christmas horror movies and... Some of them are not good. Twenty-five days. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, every year I try to do something to get into the Christmas spirit. I'm just not. That's not me. I'm not that guy. You know, as long as my kids have a good Christmas, that's it. I don't watch all the the, the sappy, cheesy Christmas movies like Lance and we put up a tree. And that's it. Nothing more. Yeah, I. I can't do the sappy ones, but uh, I am going to watch that one on Hulu. I think it's Hulu with uh, what's her name? Your girl, the mouth breather. Um, oh, Bella. Uh, <laughs> what, yeah. uh, underwater girl. What the fuck was it? Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Oh, dude, that reminds me. I had that fucking uh, that Twilight Steelbook in my hand last night. Um, the, you I got you keep picking it up man just buy it it was the only one i i think uh i'm just i'm just gonna pull the trigger and buy it tomorrow if it's still there but <clears throat> i should have bought it the other day uh i think it was last week uh it was it, it, it was like a ten dollar price drop it was only 25 bucks and i was like damn but i was i just it just slipped my mind so while i was there last night i saw it so i checked the price it was 35 i was like fuck man but uh I have them all, except for one of them. I think I don't know one of the one of the middle ones, but the steel books, man. And I also saw that Coming to America is on a 4K steel book, and that's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I love that one. I mean, nothing against all the other ones, but I love Coming to America. Well, since we're doing a, a Blu-ray update. Actual returns edition. Uh, I got. I, I I bought that one, but I, I gotta go pick it up. It's sitting at my my local Best Buy. But I did get in the mail. Uh, I bought that Golden Child and uh, uh, what was the other one? Trading Places. With okay. the, the new one with the slip covers. I didn't even know those were out yet. But yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, stuff that's 
coming out. Um, are you a fan of that movie, Good Burger? Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I don't hate it. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it that much at that time, but uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's finally coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, shout out to uh, Cool Duder on YouTube, Sean C. Phillips. He posted a picture of it. I'm sure he's going to get it before all of us, but he just posted a picture and wrote, finally, under it. Uh, I love Good Burger. I loved it on um, all the, was it, all that. That yeah. was funny, those little skits uh, that they did. And then when the movie came out, me and my daughter went and saw it, and I love it. I mean, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. I was just looking at the the DVD the other day. That was weird, though. The other day when I was there with my wife, I was looking at it. And I want a good burger. That needs to come out on Blu-ray. Then the very next day, I saw Sean's post. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm going to get it as soon as that comes out. But <clears throat> uh, The last thing I bought, um, Target has been doing this, the, the steel books. So... Uh, I saw Batman Begins in there. I already have it, just the, the normal one. But I saw the Steel Book and seven bucks. Mm, all right, give it to me. I saw the Matrix. I had it in my hand, but I have like two two copies of that movie already. The, <laughs> just the regular single one, and then I think it was last year during the sales they the the three pack one. Uh, so I got that as well. Well, you know, when the the movie drops, they're gonna they're gonna come out with all new ones again. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I might just uh, wait. Um, is it on 4K yet? Do you know? I think so. Okay. I think you can get all three of them on 4K. So we got what? Two more movies coming, or one? Uh, one. Uh, I can't remember. I think they're planning two, but they filmed one so far. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, might as well talk about it. We talked about it on the main show at the Horror Returns. Um, Warner Brothers putting their entire 2021 slate on HBO Max. What, what's your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> good. Uh, shout out to Brother Lance. I have I have HBO Max, but uh, the the one is uh, that I want to see on the movie screen, but I don't know. I, I doubt it. This will all be over with, but I always think this is going to go on for a few years, but um, uh, Godzilla versus Kong or, or whatever. Yeah. The hell no, that it's not Godzilla versus Kong. It's King Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know the fucking uh, Wingard <laughs> bastard, uh, but uh, I'll still see it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, of monster movies, so I'm all about it. I liked. Um, I didn't care for the last two Godzilla films, but Kong Skull Island was badass. So uh, I have hopes, high hopes uh, that it's going to be good. So, but uh, as far as everything else, are they dropping them all at once or? No, the, um, they they got a release schedule. You can look it up online. Like right. I know for. For us, Action Returns and uh, Stream Stream Fiend, THR Stream Fiends, uh, we're going to be busy. Yeah. I know uh, <laughs> the first big movie to drop, well, of course, Wonder Woman drops Christmas Day on HBO Max, but in 2021, the first big movie, I believe, is a couple weeks into January, and that's the new uh, R-rated Mortal Kombat. Uh, was, the, was the first one PG? PG-13 so. or 
Hmm. I like that. I never saw the. Well, the second one was yeah. It was what it was. Um, I didn't see that one with uh, Michael Jai White. Did you? Oh, the web series. Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I have the three pack, and I never watched it yet. I know that. I caught some of them, but I didn't really uh, watch them. I'm I'm excited. They 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 said they we were gonna get video game accurate fatalities and. I think um, the main actor, not Eco UAs, but the other guy from uh, what's the movie we were uh, we reviewed? Um, Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the one with uh, the one with White Boy Bob, and they were protecting the little girl. Oh. The one on Netflix, uh, not Headshot, but oh uh, uh, fuck, um, the Manhunt. No, uh, what was it? Damn, this is gonna drive me crazy. Was it was it the night comes for us? Yeah, that one. The okay. main dude in there. I think he's playing uh, Sub Zero. Oh, okay. Uh, is it gonna be with all these new characters from Mortal Kombat 100 or, or whatever, or is it gonna be the first set uh, of characters? Do you know? Uh, as far as I know, we're getting like the original ones. Okay, because I mean. I want Sub-Zero, I want Scorpion, and all those guys. Don't give me any of these new ones. Um, build up to that. Hopefully uh, this film will be uh, awesome. Yeah. What they need to do is do another Street Fighter, because uh, that first one, I think... Gave it no justice. <laughs> yeah, I think, depending on how... If this one is, is good, I think we'll get a Street Fighter. So I got IMDb... Uh, uh, we're gonna have Sonya Blade, Scorpion, Raiden, Liu Kang, Sub Zero, Kano, Shang Tsung, Jax, Melina, Cabal, Kung Lao, and I think that's that's it so who's far. Shang, who's Shang Tsung? Do you did it say? Uh, Chin Han. Let me click on his. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he. Oh, he was that guy. Oh, yeah. When you see his face, he's like that guy. I've oh. seen him in a bunch of movies. Okay. I mean, that's the movie we're talking about tonight. There's a bunch of that guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The 80s movies were the best with all that guys. <laughs> yep. And the movie you were talking about is 1987's Lethal Weapon. Gun! Raj, meet you, partner. If these two cops can stand each other, well, I keep getting into trouble around you. The bad guys don't stand a chance. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. We better register you as a lethal weapon. Lethal weapon, rated R. Starts Friday. Let's go over to Google first, because Google usually gives a better synopsis. Following the death of his wife, Los Angeles police detective Martin Riggs becomes reckless and suicidal. When he is reassigned and partnered with Roger Murtaugh, Riggs Im immediately clashes with the older officer. Together, they uncover a massive drug trafficking ring. As they encounter increasingly dangerous situations, Riggs and Murtaugh begin to form a bond. Riggs' volatile behavior might just help them apprehend the criminals if it doesn't kill them both. 
uh, IMDb, usually a shorter one. Two newly paired cops are, are, are complete opposites, but must put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers. Yep. Straight to the point. Uh, let's see. This was directed by Richard Donner, produced by Richard Donner and Joel Silva, written by Shane Black, which will probably, as we do more movies, action movies, we'll hear Shane's Black, Shane Black's name come up. Is that the Predator guy? Uh, from the first one? Yeah. With the glasses? Yeah. Didn't he direct yeah. that last Predator yeah. one? Yeah, that's probably why. I think he's better as a writer than a director. <laughs> the Predator. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that one day. He also did uh, some of the wrote some of the TV series, which I've oh, okay. never seen. Um, geez, he did Last Action Hero. Ah, okay. I love that film. We need to do that at some <laughs> point. But yeah, well, it's a shame. Black. He's done Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, The Monster Squad, The Last Boy Scouts, uh, like you said, Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, he's done some, he's written some pretty good ones. Let's see, this stars Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Gary Busey, before Gary Busey was Gary Busey today. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Ryan, the, the, the always great Tom Atkins. Darlene Love, Jackie Swanson, Tracy Wolf, Ebony Smith, Steve Kahn, Mary Ellen Trainer, rest in peace, Ed Ross, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Action Returns Hall of Famer Al Leong is in this. So, all right, Nez, Lethal Weapon, nineteen eighty-seven. What did you think? Uh, I love this one. Um, my favorite out of out of the four um, <clears throat> I saw this uh, it, it was during its first run I, I don't I don't think I saw it like right uh, when it came out uh, a buddy of mine uh, his dad uh, took us to see it so I was one of my his dad since passed and it was always one of uh, a, a held a special uh, place in my heart because I mean, he took us to get something to eat and they go hey let's go to the movies alright so we, we went and saw this at the, the theater around the corner from my house so uh, I, it always it always makes me think of uh, uh, my buddy's dad um, his name was Richard but everyone called him Chubby so I mean that that's all I knew him as so but it, it was cool and watching the rewatching this today uh, I just remember sitting there uh, laughing and, and enjoying this film. I had no idea what it was about. Um, my buddy was like, dude, it's good, man. You should, you should go see it with us. And I was all right, because they had seen it already, and he wanted to see it again. So I was like, all right, cool, let's go. And, man, this movie was awesome. Uh, this is already uh, after uh, Road Warrior and all that. So, <clears throat> uh, of course, I knew who Mel Gibson was. Danny Glover, was this before... Uh, color purple and all that and uh, I want to say color purple came out after but let me double check uh, yeah because I I, don't know, I thought it was no. before color color purple was 85 okay because uh, I remember seeing him in other than than uh, the color purple I know I'd seen him in some other things um 
uh, he was an Iceman. Man, I need to watch that one again. Have you seen that one? A long time ago. Yeah, I always liked that film. I mean, it, it was cool for what it was. But <clears throat> Danny Glover is awesome. I met him uh, when I was in high school. His uh, or he was friends with uh, my art teacher, and uh, it was just he brought him in one time just to talk about a little bit about his career and uh, some other stuff. I don't remember. Uh, but I, what I do remember the most is while he was sitting up in front of the class, uh, my art teacher had a bunch of uh, like four TVs stacked on top of each other and uh, Lethal Weapon was playing in the background. So, I mean, the first question everyone asked was, uh, who was his daughter? Uh, Tracy Wolf. Uh, they were like, where is she? Because he, he, he broke the news to us that there was going to be a part two. Uh, and we were like, what? Ah, we all flipped out. I mean, because there, there was no internet or, or nothing. So that was just, we heard it from uh, Murtaugh himself. And we, I was like, oh, man, I was so juiced uh, for the <laughs> second one. So that was really cool. I mean, and it, this movie always reminds me of that. So, but uh, this movie was awesome. I mean, everything was in it. The, the comedy was there, the, the action. Uh, and uh, I liked the story of what, what was going on in this one. And uh, just teaming up two guys uh, that were from different sides of the tracks and it, it was cool Murtaugh's the old old school cop uh, Riggs is, is the new school and it was it was just it was a good combination uh, for both of them had no idea they were going to make three more films uh, with this series and there's still talk of a fifth I don't know how that's going to work. We did talk about it when, if you guys listened to our, our Fat Man episode, but I, I don't know. But we'll see. If they do it, I'm, of course I'm going to watch it, but uh, I don't know. They At this point, I think they are too old for this shit, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but Lethal Weapon is badass. Did you see this in the theater? No, this was uh, HBO Cable. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I love this movie. Um, it's tied for my uh, out of the series. It's tied with another one, um, and we'll we'll get to that one here in a little bit. But yeah, I love it. I love the the just how different these characters are, and they're partnered up, and they got it. They got to work together, and I just love that whole situation and the back and forth between them. You know, I think that kind of kind of goes with Shane Black, who wrote this. Um, I think he writes this kind of stuff pretty good because I'm looking through his filmography. Um, he did the Nice Guys with uh, what's his name, uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and uh, he did Kiss Kiss Mag Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, uh, Val Kilmer, and I think he. Um, when you got guys paired up in these like kind of buddy cop situations, I think he he writes good dialogue for them because uh, there was a lot of stuff that I that I thought was funny in here. The action was amazing, um, and Mel Gibson, you know, all the other stuff put to the side, like we said in Batman. As far as acting, he I fully be- believed he was just this guy that was just on the edge and just. You didn't know if he was gonna kill himself or whatever, because you got a lot of you got a couple scenes in there where you know, like, when one of the times, uh, first times we're really introduced to him, you know, he's sitting in his uh, his trailer or whatever, and he's got a gun, which he's got a, a specific bullet. He explains it later why he has a special bullet, and that whole scene, you you just really feel it through his acting, and 
Yeah, I love it. Love Lethal Weapon. Gary Busey too. Yeah, it's but- just kind of it's kind of crazy seeing him then and then seeing him now because I, I just I've been rewatching episodes of. Um, Impractical Jokers, and every time he shows up on there, he is like Gary. I'm like, that's Gary Busey now, and like he he know he knows it himself because he shows up on these these movies and TV shows all crazy. But it's just it's wild just seeing him like back then how different he is now. Did he have like a motorcycle accident or something? Is that what hit he hit his head and went nuts? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's in the genes or something because uh, his son is starting to act kind of a little goofy now. Hmm. I don't know. Wasn't he in uh, Stranger Things? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, the son. Yeah. Yeah, he's in there. Okay. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, he was awesome in this. You watch him in this. Uh, a lot of you younger listeners that are introduced to Gary Busey, you're in a, introduced to the, the crazy, wild Gary Busey. This was the more straightforward actor guy. And then I, I want to say I heard he got into an accident and that's uh, maybe was maybe the beginning. I could be wrong, but um, I, he was good in this. He, he was Mr. Joshua. Uh, I thought he was just an awesome character. It was it was it was weird to see him in this role. Because the I was first introduced to Gary Busey, um, was it the Buddy Holly story? Uh, I think he that, that was in the eighties, I believe. Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm looking this up. It doesn't say necessarily, but it said uh, when he was on Celebrity Rehab, the 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 therapist suspected that Busey had brain injury. That had that had a greater effect on him than he realized. So I think he might have had an accident. Yeah, uh, the Buddy Holly story was the first thing that I had seen him in. I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of Buddy Holly. That was in '78, and then um, then I really remember him as Dell in DC Cab, and that came out in '83. Uh, he was my favorite character in that. He was all wild and crazy, and then he, he came. He was Uncle Red and Silver Bullet. And then he was just still all fat and crazy. And then when Lethal Weapon came around, uh, I was like, there was a, yeah, Gary Busey's in this. He's the bad guy. I was like, oh, okay. And I was expecting the fat, goofy Gary Busey. But no, it was this uh, in shape, uh, straightforward uh, killer mercenary. And I was like, whoa, this is Gary Busey? I mean, why, even watching it now, I mean, watching it today, it's... It's Gary Busey because that jaw and everything, but he he's not goofy or acting weird or anything. So I, I don't know, <laughs> but um, he was a good bad guy. I, it was kind of like he's a bad guy, really. But yeah, he, he I, pulled it off. I thought he was. I thought he was better than the 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 guy that was running things. To be honest, yeah, I didn't like that guy at all. Um, well, he was. They just called him the general, uh, Mitch Ryan. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I just, he wasn't menacing. And I just, I don't know. I felt like, like that scene uh, when he holds the lighter up to uh, Mr. Joshua's arm, Gary Busey. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, this guy is for real. But the other guy, no. 
I don't even when we get to his death scene, he kind of sounded like a bitch a little bit. <laughs> he was that dumbass I mean, doctor in uh, Halloween Six, uh, the Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> he, he was the one that was running the cult or, or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that's all I see him as when, every time I see him in, in a movie. But um, I kind of forgot that he was the bad guy in this. Because I mean, like he didn't really stand out that much. He was running the show and everything, but I mean, the yeah, the main bad guy should have been uh, Gary Busey, Mister Joshua. So yeah, because uh, you you don't remember the main guy, but you 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 remember Al Leong, and he's only in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also remember um, Dar Robinson. Uh, he was a stunt man. In this, they uh, show him uh, towards the end uh, do a stunt. Uh, it was a little stunt gadget that he actually uh, invented to to do when he falls from uh, from the rafters, hanging by his leg. Uh, he passed um, in eighty six. Uh, it was the the movie they was filming the movie after this one. The movie was called Million Dollar Mystery, and uh, from what I understand, uh, they were doing like the main stunt in it, and he accidentally just I guess something happened and he drove off the cliff and uh, and he died <clears throat> and I remember uh, hearing that and then I didn't realize how many movies I had seen him do stunts in so I was like damn so it because I remember that I mean that was uh, the big thing uh, when I it was like on entertainment tonight or something uh, when they were talking about him passing because they, they kept saying they kept they were just showing lethal weapon. Uh, the whole time, so but uh, it it was cool. I mean, I liked uh, his little stunts, and uh, if you go to his his IMDb, you can see uh, a lot of these good films uh, that he had done. So um, I think they all had some uh, good things to say about him uh, after he had passed, and how good how professional he was uh, when he was doing stunts. And he was I don't think he was the main stunt guy, but he was he was one of them. Uh, that was helping uh, choreograph all the stunts for this film, so I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, with this one, <clears throat> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. Um, it, the film starts out with uh, uh, you see this girl; she's all just—I thought she was drunk at first. I'm sure she was drunk as well, but it's just this hot little blonde. Uh, she's just being all stupid, and then like yeah. uh, blouse open, tits hanging out, and. Mm-hmm. Snorts a couple lines and then uh, walks over to the balcony and looks over and she's like all tripping out and then she crawls up onto the balcony and then just drop. She didn't slip or fall. She just fucking just walked off or leaned forward and fell. Uh, I like this stunt. I thought it was really cool, especially I like the camera work. How uh, obviously they had the camera on something and they just kind of brought it down so it looked like it was falling, but. Uh, when uh, I don't think this was a stunt person, it was probably just a heavy dummy that hit that car and just crushed yeah. in the top. That I never really paid attention much, but looking at this now, watching it today, the back of her head would have blew open. I mean, she was on yeah. the top floor of that building, <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she yeah, was all the, perfect, uh, unscratched, uh, laying there. Yeah, and realistically, when she hit that car, she should have just splattered everywhere. <laughs> and and for those that do not think this is a Christmas movie, the second this movie comes on is a Christmas song. 
yeah, I mean, there was nothing but Christmas stuff in this. Um, I was really looking in the background on a lot of stuff, other than there was a when we're in one of the scenes when we're introduced to um, uh, Martin Riggs takes place at a Christmas tree lot. Um, <laughs> there's a guy painting Christmas pictures on, on glasses at some place. Um, that the, when you go to the end of the scene, when you see uh, Mel Gibson running down the road, or not Mel, um, yeah, Mel Gibson running down the street. I don't know if I think they were on Hollywood Boulevard or something. You see all the Christmas decorations, um, and even at the Mur- the Murtaugh house, they had a Christmas tree. And then Mr. Mm-hmm. Joshua even says, "It's goddamn Christmas." I mean, <laughs> of course, this is a Christmas movie. I mean, <sighs> I understand. I mean, Christmas movies are. Just Christmas Carol and Christmas Story and, and all that. Yes, those are Christmas films, but this took place during the holiday season. So I mean, even, even Mel, I mean, Riggs even said it. He goes when when they was dealing with that guy about to jump off the top of that building. He goes, "This is the silly season, and everyone's going crazy." So, but <laughs> after uh, yeah, she's dead, and then we're introduced to uh, Danny Glover's character, Roger Murtaugh. He just turned fifty. That made me think, what was I, what, 16 when this came out? And I'm like, shit, I'm going to be 50 next year. And my body feels all beat up from working and all that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I got the gray hair. I I blame my daughter for all that. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, when I see Danny Glover, especially here, I mean, he's he's all nice and young. But then I I just watched him on uh, Blackish. He was uh, Dre's uh, uncle, I believe. And he's all hella old. And I was looking at him. I was like, they can't do another Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> uh, I had so many problems with this scene. There, like, If it was me, no way is my entire family busting in the bathroom while I'm in the tub. That is not happening. Exactly. And it didn't even look like there was bubbles in there. So if he didn't... No, he... The- you- you can see he he tries to get like a little wash rag and cover up. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the door is locked, and no one's coming in. Even if they did happen to Jimmy the the lock, I'm screaming, "Get the hell out!" Yeah, but uh, and I have a problem with the beard. I'm like, you're 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 rocking suits and stuff, and you're going to work with your beard looking like that. Yeah, it, I don't even know if it was real. I mean, it pr- yeah. probably it looked. <laughs> It looked too all janky and everything. Yeah, you're supposed to be a police sergeant, and you're wearing suits to to the office every day. And his beard, because when his his head's leaning back, I mean, I, I can't grow a beard. If I try, it's just all patchy and it looks dumb. Hmm. It looked all rugged under his neck. <laughs> so, but and then the daughter tells him, "Oh." Your beard's getting gray. It didn't just become gray on his 50th birthday. I don't know. These are little nitpicks that I'm just now watching. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think they 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 put on a beard. Uh, yeah, there was... I, I might have seen this movie enough to, to know what's happening. But, yeah, I just was looking at the background stuff and, and, and the nitpicks of this and that. I mean, there was plenty in this, but you just... You just gotta look over it, <laughs> but enjoy it for what it was. So, uh, we see, uh, yeah. So we're introduced to him, and he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go to work." Um, then we're introduced to uh, Martin Riggs. Um, which version did you watch, the regular one or the director's cut or whatever it's called? 
Um, I did not break out my my movies for this one. I watched it off of HBO Max, so whatever version was on there. Okay, I can't remember what uh, scene was first. I mean, I know on the director's cut, um, there's a... No, I think it was after. I don't know, but I'll just tell you the scene really quick. There's a scene that was cut, but if you have the director's uh, cut that's on DVD only, um, there's a scene where um, uh, Riggs is going to work and he gets a call. Hey, there's a sniper at this school. Uh, he, he's just picking off kids. So he goes over the, over to the school he gets there and he said, well, what's, what's happening? What's going on? Who is this guy? They go, we don't know. Just some guy uh, is just he's up in this in this house and he's just picking off the kids because the house looks right over a schoolyard. And they said he's just picking kids off. He goes, well, is there a reason why he's doing it? And they're like, is he picking certain ones or is he just picking random? Is he just picking random kids? So he walks out there. He kind of uh, looks around. He sees where the guy's at. So he takes his jacket off, gets his pistol. Uh, I'm not a gun guy, but from what I understand, I think it was a Beretta, they said. So yeah. He uh, he walks out there, and the, the guy, he's just looking, waiting to see the, the shooter. And then uh, the shooter starts shooting, and he just takes aim and just unloads uh, the whole clip on him. Uh, hits him. He, the, the sniper is hiding. He's like got some kind of like sheet metal. Uh, obviously, he was, might have been aluminum or something because bullets went right through it. And uh, he ended up uh, killing the sniper. And then he just kind of, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> but so I could see why they cut that scene. But yeah, I mean, a sniper killing children. Like, yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I see why they were like, maybe we should introduce him in a different way. <laughs> yeah, because when we, we first in, in the regular cut, it's um, he, we he wakes up naked uh, in his trailer, uh, see um, Riggs in all his glory uh, from the backside. <laughs> At least there was no lizards on his butt. So, but uh, man, I don't know, man. I mean, when I used to smoke, I I did not wake up in the morning and have a cigarette in my mouth. I'm like, oh, yeah. You ain't never smoked a cigarette and drank a beer while you're taking a piss immediately no. after waking up. No. <laughs> That's another thing too. Another nitpick. He's sitting there taking a piss, and then as he's pissing, takes a big old swig of beer. <laughs> I've never done that. I mean, I always put my beer down and then go off walk in the bushes and then come back. But <sighs> I can't even just stand there and talk with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth when I was a smoker. Don't smoke, boys and girls. It's not good for you. But because I remember sitting there. Being trying to be cool with a cigarette in my mouth, but then the smoke is still coming, burning off and going right in my eyes. So I never thought that was cool, and I didn't understand how people could do it. Especially my buddy, when we were playing pool, he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And I'm like, dude, how can you see the smoke's in your eyes? <laughs> but another nitpick. <laughs> so he gets uh, he gets all dressed up, and then and then he uh, heads to work. I think I think it was after this scene is when they added that. Uh, uh, sniper scene. Um, we. Oh, fuck! What happened? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the the tree lot scene. Yeah. Um. No, we. Uh. Well, I think it was before that. Uh. uh Murtaugh goes downstairs, talks to his wife, and everything. Uh. She's telling him that um somebody gave him a uh Michael Huntsacker gave called him want to talk to him, and he kind of just remembers on. Ah, she goes, well, who is he? Oh, just somebody from the war. 
So all right, whatever. She doesn't think nothing of it. Yeah. Then we get to. Uh, Did you feel like they said Michael Hunsucker a lot in this movie? Yeah. They. It was like over and over and over. It was like I get it. <laughs> yeah. Michael Hunsucker could have just said Michael or Mike or something. Uh, after that, I mean, once you kind of got knew who they were talking about, and um, I think this is probably my favorite scene in the whole film. We get to uh, Riggs in a in a Christmas tree lot with uh, three other dudes. Um, one of the guys, the guy in the red shirt with the long hair, the rugged looking one, that is um, for you Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. That's uh, Anthony Kiedis, the the singer. That's his dad uh, in this scene. Was that his real hair? Because I just kept looking at his hair like, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know. Uh, it did look like he was losing it and it was long in the back. But it looked like a big old knot or something <laughs> on the side. I mean, I have long hair, everyone, but I don't have big knots on the side. I mean, maybe when I wake up in the morning, but if I'm out in public, no, I, I at least fix myself up a little bit. But So they're, they're doing a drug deal. This is the 80s, everyone, where cocaine was king. So they had, how much do you say was there? Because it was like $100,000 worth, but I don't, I was never a coke head or anything. So it, 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 it didn't look like it was $100,000 worth. <laughs> um, I've seen, I've never seen that much. I mean, I've seen little, little bags on my friends, but I'm just. Never took partake in any of that stuff. Uh, weed and beer was all uh, weed in forties at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't don't ask me how I know, but it, it didn't look like a hundred thousand. Looked like some some upcharge going on. <laughs> well, that's how they rolled Nate in the late eighties. But <laughs> anyway, so he, they're dealing with. It. He goes, all right, yeah, he's. Um, I guess uh, I always go back to um, uh, deep cover. When uh, ah. when they were telling him, he goes, yeah, man, you gotta, if you gotta, or even in training day, he goes, I mean, you gotta either take that hit or take that snort or whatever, to convince to the, these guys you're dealing with drugs uh, that you're legit. Because it looked like he was getting ready to snort it, but he just stuck it all in his mouth and like, oh, it tastes good. And, and then they were like, well, how much? And he goes, a hundred. He goes, oh, that is that all? And then he starts pulling out twenties and tens, counting out a hundred. Like, what are you doing? And then they stop him, like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. And he goes, "Oh well, uh, I can't afford that on my salary." And he goes, "Here, let me tell you what. I'm gonna take it all off your hands for free, and uh, you guys can go to jail." And he sets down his uh, uh, his badge, and they look at it, and they're all laughing. But first, they're kind of like, "Oh fuck!" And then they go. Then one of them picks up uh, the badge and goes, "This badge ain't real, and you ain't real." And then. Um, they kind of like started laughing around, but then uh, did they pull their guns on him before he pulled his out, or they were about to? Right? He pulled his out, and uh, the the one guy on the truck, the back of the truck, came out with a shotgun. Oh, that's right. Because when he pulled his gun out, he goes, "This is a, that's a real badge. I'm a real cop, and this is a real fucking gun." And then yeah. he's pointing it at him, and then that one of the guys, the main guy he was dealing with, kind of looks up behind him because uh, Riggs is leaning against a truck. And then he, he fucking you hear that guy pump the shotgun. I assume because he made noise, and then he falls back around and lets that guy have it. And then he falls down. He turns around. I like his. I always liked his rolls uh, when he when he was firing. He was firing and rolling at the same time. So I always thought that was really sweet. Uh, took out two other the the main guy. No, the main guy got shot with the with the shotgun. 
because yeah, his when, his own guy shot him. Yeah, because Riggs jumped down, and that guy took a shot, took out the main dude. He went down. Uh, that's when Riggs did the roll and shot that other dude, and then the other guy took off, and then he killed the guy with the shotgun in the truck, and then he kind of jumps up. It was all it was a big uh, sting operation because all these other cops come zooming in. And uh, they're like, "What's going on?" He goes, "There's a guy in here with a red shirt and long hair." And they're, they're <sighs> okay. Nitpick. It's a tree lot, and there's always a fence around it. And and they're especially in the city. These tree lots aren't that big. Let's. They could easily just all right. Let's guard each side. There's the four sides of this of this lot, and if he comes out, uh, we'll get him. But now nah, he has to go. Uh, walking through the trees and then he, he misses him because that guy comes up and um, grabs him takes his gun from him points a gun in his head and goes alright let me get out of here I'm going to kill him this is the part I love the most because Riggs is just like ah oh, and he goes shoot me shoot me and he goes hey shoot him hey shoot him somebody shoot this prick <laughs> and everybody's all the cops are like drop the gun he's like shoot me and that's what I loved about his, his character because he, he was that that hardcore like in reality, yeah, he probably wanted them to to take the shot, but he wanted to show them that he wasn't he was not scared. It kind of seemed like it was an act because uh, after uh, when Riggs and that guy are kind of going back and forth, he's going shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, and does he like headbutt him? Yeah, I think he like back uses the back of his head and then does a little move to get the gun, and uh, they, he's just like mumbling like you know all in his face because he's so angry he wants to shoot him and then everybody has to calm him down and I like that scene after where he he has to just kind of take a step to the side and, and just calm himself down bring himself back yeah that I mean that's when you kind of see that he he is human and he was a little scared but he was trying to uh, do what he had to do to get the job done because yeah he was you could see that he had that <sighs> like that sigh of relief but he was still the adrenaline and everything and he you could see that scared look in his face so I thought that was pretty sweet uh, we go back to his trailer uh, just on the beach somewhere and this part oh, hold on this this part was always tough to watch uh, I remember the first time I had seen it, I was like, I was, I was just a teenager. And yeah, I was sad then. But for me personally now, it's it, it's tough. I mean, I, I watch it every time and, and tears come out of my eyes because I felt his pain in this. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a movie, but I don't own any guns, but I I felt that pain. Of him because he's looking at a picture, a wedding pictures uh, of him and his wife, and we find out that uh, his wife died in a car wreck. So, but he's just looking at it and he's crying, and he, he's you can see that he's holding his gun, and then he kind of takes the clip out and everything, digs in his pocket, and he pulls out this little uh, hollow tip bullet, and he sticks it in, and then he just he's looking down the barrel, and, and you could just see. He's probably drunk as well, but you could just see the the the, the sadness of, of the loss of his wife, and then just always being depressed. Uh, and 
oh fuck um I put myself in, in, in that situation. I mean, not to bring the show down, but after uh, fuck. after my son passed, I've, I've, I've felt I felt like that many, many times, especially now during the holidays. It's I try to be as happy as I can for my family and my grandsons, but it still it still hurts. My son passed in December. And it's it's just tough. But this scene just it it gets me every single time I watch mm-hmm. it. I was thinking should I should I fast forward it, but I didn't because I like this scene. It 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 is. It's really powerful on how you can see uh, of why people are thinking that that he's crazy, and you can see because um, the the psychiatrist lady she's saying there's there's something wrong with him. There's something eating away at him. Uh, it was uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, uh, Doctor Stephanie Woods, um, and he's just looking at down the barrel. He sticks it uh, under his chin. He sticks it in his mouth, or first he sticks it to his forehead, and he just he can't do it. And then he just puts his gun down, and he's just crying. And he picks up the picture, and, and he says he, he misses his wife. And fuck, man, if that that wasn't me, if if that wasn't me, I'm I, I don't know. It was just I, I put myself in that situation. I, I picture myself during this scene. I mean, I'm sorry to get this way, but it's just that that's how I feel every time I watch that scene. And like I said, I always want to fast forward it, but I I just I want to see that. I mean, because it, it it hurts. And yes, Riggs is is a made up character, but. I've had um, listened to other people that, that talk about this scene, other podcasts, and, and not mm-hmm. all of them, but there is some guys that said they have been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh, fuck. But then, I mean, I like what he says uh, at the end. He's like, he kind of snaps out of it, and shit, I've snapped out of it many, many times. And he was just like, oh, takes a deep breath and wipes his eyes and and then he goes, oh, well, he looks at the picture and goes, oh, well, I'll see you later. Well, I'll see you much later. So that was good. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, again, that that's how I felt. And watching this scene, it hurts and I tear up. But I mean, it's it's how some people feel, uh, mm-hmm. especially during the holidays. And, yeah. And these these movies movies are this, this is why certain movies are special to you know certain people because they they can make you feel things emotionally you know just trigger you whether it be something sad that happened in your life or something happy you know they 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 bring back these memories and um, that's 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 why we love these movies so much yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, a happy moment of me watching this film is, is sitting there with my buddy and his dad. But then when it gets to this scene, it just it goes to to the, me missing my son. And uh, but I, I do like how he snaps out of it because I, I've been that in that situation. I've It's tough. I mean, I've thought of suicide many, many times never did it but I always come to a line in this film uh, which we'll, we'll get to in a minute 
And uh, well, I'm, I'll just talk about it now. I mean, there's a scene in it when Murtaugh is talking to Riggs, and uh, Riggs is like, "You you do want to kill yourself, don't you?" And he goes, "Here." And he goes, well, "He goes, don't nibble on the barrel, um, pull the trigger." But before all that scene, he's like, "I think Riggs said every day I think of killing myself, blowing my brains out." He goes, but he goes, there's just one thing he goes, you're probably going to laugh. And he goes, the reason he doesn't do it is doing the job. He, mm-hmm. he can't do it. He said, he thinks to say, he goes, I have to think of something every single day of not a why I shouldn't do it. And for a while, that's how I was. I had to think of why I, I can't do it. it. It's, this is my opinion that would have been an easy way out for me to stop my pain, but it would cause more pain to my family. Women, they've been through enough. They don't want to have to. I, I would feel bad if they would have to go through that again of me. Just I, I couldn't handle it and, and I, I ended myself. But all that stuff went through my head. And I, I'll never be the same. But I'm not. I don't. I don't think that way anymore. I mean, it, it pops in my head every now and then, but not as bad as before in the beginning. It, it it was rough and tough. I mean, doctors just wanted to give me pills. Here, oh, here, take these, take these. They'll they'll make you feel mm-hmm. better. I didn't want to. I wanted to do it uh, my way, and my way was was. Not saying it's going to work for everyone, but my way helped me. Being spiritual and Native American, I, I went to ceremony and all that, and that helped me a lot. I need to do that again. I haven't gone in a while, but I helped myself get through it. Um, my friends helped me get through it. Brian here helped me through it. Recording episodes for you guys. This is probably this. I always tell this to everyone. This is the main reason I started podcasting was to get my mind off of uh, the depression, uh, how I feel. I mean, especially now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. Yes, I do East Society. Yes, I do MacNez. But doing the stuff with Brian every week, especially during this month or, or even last month and, and the mm-hmm. month before. But um, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> All in October. Every single day, everybody. But uh, I, I was the one that got things confused. I thought we were doing uh, a bunch for December. Oh no, man! <laughs> once a, once a year is enough, man. I can't do that. But I mean, Brian, dude, thank you so much, I man. You you've helped me a lot um, with keeping myself on 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 the straight and narrow. I mean, mm-hmm. when we do this, when we do action, when we do uh, stream fiends and, and everything else, I mean that it yeah. helps me, but. And we we we've spoke and how vice versa how this you help me out and I look forward to doing this with you I look forward to every Saturday with with the guys Phil and Lance you know that that's been my Saturday for over four years now and it's something that I didn't have in the past I didn't have things to look forward to but now knowing I'm going to be recording with you as many, I, you know me, I'm, I'm down to record as many shows as you want. And I look forward to that. I look forward to every Saturday with the guys. And uh, yeah, this is, this is our therapy. Yeah. This is, this is, this is what helps us. This is what 
gets our mind away from everything for a while. I mean, and that's what I love. I mean, I'm sorry that it, it went into this, but this that scene in the in this movie just it it always triggers me. And um, talking about it helps me, not not keeping it all bunched in and and balded. But everyone's different. I mean, if any of you feel that way. And, and you feel the need to to talk to someone or or just get it out um you can definitely get a hold of me i mean i got you don't know me i don't know you but i can listen to you i can i can i can help you that 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 was what uh, a lot of my friends did for me they they listened to me they, they always said i don't know what how you feel i don't I have no idea but i can listen and that's other than movies and podcasting, listen, friends listening to me helped me so much. I mean, big shout out to to my girl Sarah. I love you, babe. Thank you so much. Um, Bob, her as well. Mike, Brian here. Everyone else. Everyone has has helped me through through all of this, it's, as well as my family too. Uh, my wife and my kids and my grandsons are really really keeping me. Uh, on the straight and narrow, just seeing their smiling little faces, hearing them laugh. That, yeah, that's what shout out to going. them. They they look like super fun. Yeah, those are just nice when they're not crying <laughs> and being oh. bad. But <laughs> I mean, they 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 we look at them both of us and just can't believe uh, we're grandparents. I still feel young, but then when I get up, the only time I feel old. But anyway, enough of all that. Again, reach out to me if you need to. Uh, this is after this scene is when we finally get the, the two meet. Uh, uh, Murtaugh finally gets, uh, he's getting the, still trying to work on the case of uh, Huntsacker because he does find out um, who it is because he goes to, to the crime scene, uh, sees that there's a hooker there, Dixie. She kind of knows some stuff, but they say, hey, you're good. Just, just We took your statement. Go home. But uh, when Murtaugh finds out uh, exactly uh, who it is? He ends up calling his wife and saying, "Hey, can you give me the number to uh, Huntsacker?" And so uh, he goes to the back to the office, and this is when Merton Riggs meet. Uh, Riggs is just coming in; he's all rugged looking and trucker hat and all that. And um, was I can never remember this uh, this black gentleman's name. He's been in Die the Hard, one from, the one from Colors. Yeah, him. <laughs> That was his name in colors. Um, I was trying to remember. Frog. <laughs> so I thought he was going. I thought he was going to start popping. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's in everything. He was one of the FBI guys in in the helicopter in in Die Hard. But yeah, he's one of those guys that pops up in everything. He's one of the those guys. So he's uh, telling him, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna break in a new partner." And you're like, "Who?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." So while uh, Murtaugh is talking uh, to the other officer. Um, he's 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 eyeing Riggs, and then Riggs pulls out his gun and starts messing 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 with it, and then uh, Murtaugh goes gun and goes running at him, and Riggs <laughs> Riggs immediately just holds it like he's ready to shoot and looking around. Uh, Murtaugh rushes him, Riggs grabs him and kind of does a little flip, and then he's pointing the gun at him, and they go, "Hey, Raj, meet your new partner," and uh, he's like, oh, "I'm too old for this shit." Um, that's what I liked that line because they use it in all the movies. <laughs> so I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, they're walking and talking and trying to figure out uh, who each other is and all that. And I did like this scene because that's when 
he was telling me, yeah, so you do all the martial arts and, uh, and jujitsu and all that. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, well, maybe we should, uh, register you as a lethal weapon and all that shit. So they're, they're basically coming down to look, you don't want to work with me. I don't want to work with you, but we have to. So let's, let's just try to be cool, uh, and everything. Cause, uh, cause then <laughs> when, when Roger gets in the car, he's like, God hates me. And then <laughs> Reese goes, hate him back. It helps me. And then blows smoke out of his, <laughs> out of his nose. Um, Where'd they go from here? I don't remember. Um, uh, they, oh, where did they go? They didn't go to, where did they go? They didn't go to the house yet. No, not yet. They, let me see. I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia. Um, they didn't go to the house. No. They didn't go to the guy on the roof yet. Where the fuck did they go? Yeah, I mean they they left and then I think they they were just driving and talking and then they got the call the that there was a, a jumper so they they went to that I think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Well, I mean with with all that they they do find out. Um, no, I think I you know what I think during this scene we get. Uh, the scene at the club yeah with, uh, what what's say. his name uh, from uh, Red Heat oh uh, Victor yeah his name Vic- Victor Rasta yeah and he was yeah. also in uh, The Hidden yeah he was one of, the, one of those dudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he he's a he's a customer wanting to, to to buy some stuff and that's when you get introduced to um, Mr. Joshua and uh the hell is that guy? The name, the one we talked about. Um, Captain? No, not Captain. The, uh, the general. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Edel Ross is the dude. Yeah. Um, they never said his name, but his name is Mendez in this. Edel Ross is just one of those guys that's hey, that's that guy. So <laughs> <laughs> he he was big in the eighties. Is he still alive? I mean. Yeah, I would think so. yeah, he's still alive. Um, he's still acting. Uh, yeah, he's still he's still out there doing it. He's uh, got some stuff in pre-production, so good for him. He's still he's still doing it. Yeah, but uh, anyway. we get this whole transaction that I, I think they were discussing prices, and I didn't think he liked the price, and then he was kind of talking shit. And this is where you get the scene where they kind of ask if he has a lighter and he takes it out then they, they grab a couple men grab him hold his arm and then tell him to uh, don't move and then they light the lighter and Mr. Joshua just holds his arm over the flame <laughs> um, I just assumed that was just to, to show them that they, they weren't messing around because then he, he does tell him he goes man you guys are fucking crazy you guys are out there but then he goes you guys you're using mercenaries and he goes, yeah, my, my associates are, are loyal to me. So I assume he was just buying a big bulk of, uh, of um, what they they kept calling it, merchandise or something. I mean, they, didn't, they never yeah. really called it heroin or anything, but that's the bottom line of what they were selling. So he goes, all right, well, we'll meet you whenever, whenever. And uh, he was like, all right, so he's out of here. So we're introduced to all the... The, the main bad guys uh, the general Mr. Joshua and then all the other 
uh, dudes. I don't know what it was in the 80s. All the bad guys, 80s and it rolled into the 90s. All the bad guys had long hair. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, then we're back in the car with uh, Merton Riggs. They get the call, the jumper, and, and then they go over there. So they get there and they say, well, where's the... Um, the, I'm not negotiator, but uh, psychiatrist or whatever. They're supposed to come help, try to talk that guy down. And they go, oh, he's stuck in traffic. And then uh, Riggs, well, well, I got training. I can do it. And then Murtaugh's like, just get him down. Don't do not do anything <laughs> anything else. He's like, all right. So he goes up there and I starts talking to him. And that guy's just like, who are you? And he goes, get out of here and all this. And he goes, no, I just, just, want, just want to talk to you. So he climbs over. I goes, here, I'm going to come out there. And he goes, no, no, what are you doing? I haven't done anything wrong. He goes, I know that, but come on, let, let, let's just talk. And he's going to give him a, a cigarette. And that guy's like, ah, he goes, you better not get, don't touch me. And then Riggs is like, just come on, dude, my bosses are down here. I mean, I, I got to look good. So he goes, here, let's smoke. smoke. Maybe we'll uh, die of cancer. So as he has hands him the cigarette, he's getting ready to give him a lighter. He grabs his handcuffs, handcuffs him, and then, uh, hangs up, cuffs himself, and then he's like, "All right." He goes, "Come on, let's go." And he goes, "He goes, no, I'm gonna jump." And he goes, "Well, if you if you jump, you're gonna take me with you, and that's gonna make you a murder." And he's like, "No," nah. he goes, "You're crazy." And then he goes, "I'm gonna jump." And this one rage. What you wanna jump? Do you wanna? Well, let's do it together. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw this part, I was like, "What? What really?" And had no idea I was just so at the edge of my seat watching this and then they're like yeah come on let's do it together and then they step off ah like what if that guy didn't step off and Riggs just <laughs> swung and then they then they both fell <laughs> they just both took a step off uh, I was like what the fuck and because they show him falling and shout out to the two stuntmen that did this stunt they're falling and falling and you're like what the fuck you see Murtaugh looking up like oh no and then as the, then the camera goes down, then poof, they land on one of those big old uh, airbags. Um, okay, nitpick. Mm-hmm. That guy is gonna jump off. He's looking, obviously looking down. He can see them. Why didn't he walk to the other side to to the main? Because they were on like on a side street in the main street. It's kind of by Mike's house. He showed me uh, where that building was. Um, he could have just walked. He was standing basically on the corner of that building. He could have walked to his left and then jumped off onto the street. But why was he standing there looking down, noted, knowing that that big airbag was right there? But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he was ever planning to jump. That's how I took it. Yeah, I mean, all right, but <laughs> but it, but it was an awesome scene. It was funny because uh, I love when they, when they both hit the airbag and then when. That guy's screaming, ah, help me, this guy's crazy. And Riggs is just, whoo, let's do it again, come on. And then fucking <laughs> Murtaugh just grabs him, get in here. And this is when he yells at him, and he goes, you don't, you, he goes, you really want to kill yourself. And this is when he hands him the gun. Um, Murtaugh's like old school guy. I don't know what kind of gun that was, but it's a six shooter. And uh, But it's a big gun. Those, 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 those ones carry those big slugs. So he's, he's yelling at him and telling him, and this is when we get that scene. And he goes, he goes, look, man, every single day I think about killing myself, but you're going to laugh because uh, I can't do it because doing the job. So he's like here and he goes, don't don't nibble on the barrel, pull the trigger. So he gives him his gun. He goes, you shouldn't tempt me, man. He sticks that gun to his head 
And he goes, he goes, no. He goes, put it in your mouth. He goes, the bullet might go through your ear and won't kill you. And he goes, here. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> and he goes, under the chin is good too. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And then they're looking into each other's eyes and he starts to, to pull the trigger. And then uh, rigged, uh, uh, yeah, Murtaugh like grabs it really quick before as he pulls it and, and it clicks, but it, it hits uh, Murtaugh's finger. And then he just kind of lets go and he looks at him and like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. And he walks out. And Murtaugh's just like, oh, fuck. Next scene, we see uh, him talking. Murtaugh talking to um, the doctor, the, the psychiatrist for the cops. And this is when she was telling me, because, yeah, there's something eating away at him. He goes, this, he's like a, a walking time bomb. And I don't think you want to be around him when he goes off. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Does, does she not know about his wife? She's all like, like there's just something there's something on his mind. There's something something going on with him. I'm like, his wife, as far as we know, not too long before this, had died in a car wreck. I assume not, because if anyone, she should know all this. Well then she's horrible at her job then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was like, okay. I mean yeah, again anyone she she should know the the whole background on everybody because she knows all this stuff about him and on how wild and crazy he is. So but he came from another department because he wasn't there, right? No. I, I don't I don't even know where he was, but so then they're uh they're driving down the road and, this, and then they're just having a talk and uh, Murtaugh's like, man, he goes, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. And he goes, and he keeps telling him to shut up and do they go to the house? No, 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 no. Did they, did they go uh, to the house? They, oh my gosh, I just watched this. I, I know. cannot remember. <laughs> um, I'm looking on Wikipedia and this is it's really short so I don't think they um I think they get a they get a lead on uh, Amanda Hunsacker how she died I think they they find out how if she wouldn't have jumped somebody had put something in her drugs so she would have died anyways oh, and I think that's when they go to the house okay oh yeah they, they go yeah, okay that that they go there and then they go to to Murtaugh's after that, so they're uh, they go to the house. They they get that lead. Basically, they were saying it was um, uh, Amanda Hunsacker's like pimp or whatever. So they said, well, well, they got a lead to go there. So they go to this house, and they must just be super duper welcoming in there. There must be heavy traffic because when they roll up to the gate, some girls coming out like, oh hi, go on in and make yourself at home. And they're like, all right. So they just kind of cruise up the driveway. They get there, and um, I've never done shady shit like this, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to be cutting up coke and everything in front of this big giant window. <laughs> so, and have two bimbos doing it for you. I mean, I know, I mean, my my friends were out there doing it too, but and they had girls doing this and that for them, but um, I don't think they'd be in the open <laughs> doing it all. So, but. They kind of pull their guns on them. Uh, some dude comes running out with a shotgun. Well, did he have a shotgun or was it just a pistol? No, he had a shotgun. Yeah. Um, Martin goes in to go deal with the girls. He pulls his gun on, has them out, handcuffs them. 
Roger opens fires on that dude with the shotgun, hits him in the leg, and he falls down. And they kind of run over to him. And he goes, look, man, see? He goes, look. He goes, one shot in the leg. Now we question him. So when they're, they're like, not really paying attention, that guy kind of rolls over, and he's got a pistol. And then this is when Riggs just opens it up on him and just pumps a few into his chest, and that guy falls into the pool. But the pool has one of those pool covers. Uh, they, those are, I mean, shout out again to this stunt man that did this. I'm sure there was guys ready for him uh, with air and everything to jump in in case the stunt went sideways. But when that guy falls in onto that thing, cameras in the water, everything, either he can just hold his breath really good, but I was sitting there like losing my breath, like, fuck, man. I mean, that's, <laughs> I know it's the way they shot it, <laughs> but. I mean, even still, I that would that would scare me. I mean, I just I, I wouldn't want to feel that falling into something, and especially falling into water. It's like a it, like a, a seal. So I mean, there there's like no way to climb out of that type of thing. But they go diving into him, but they look at him and he's dead. I mean, he obviously died from the the bullet wounds because he took a couple to the chest. So I'm sure one of them hit his heart, but. They come up and they're like, oh, fuck, now what? <laughs> so he's like, well, he goes, have you ever met anyone you didn't kill? This is what Rod said to Riggs. Well, I haven't killed you yet. <laughs> so <laughs> and then the, I don't know what time of the day it was, but it, it was dark. And uh, yeah, they were all wet. <laughs> but um, Riggs just throws his his clothes in the dryer uh, at this house. And while everyone's doing all the investigation, and he's watching the football game. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Another nitpick. So <laughs> they kind of like, all right, man. He goes, well, let, let's go. Let's get out of here. And he goes, hey, want to come to my house? So that's when uh, Riggs is introduced to uh, the Murtaugh family. It was Trish and uh, who are the other ones? Michael. No, 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 no. Trish, Rianne, Nick, and what was the little girl's name? don't see it here yeah she's like the least important person in this series yeah she's just a little girl a little uh murtaugh girl but yeah he's introduced to all them carrie Uh, yeah carrie murtaugh yeah okay so So there's another having dinner uh uh, rianne comes down she sees Riggs, and what is she 17 at the oldest maybe and uh, she's just eyeing him, uh, un- undressing him, un- undressing Riggs with her eyes. And uh, I-, I like this scene. It was funny, too, because they're sitting there. The, the kids, Nick and uh, little girl, are-, are staring at her. And they see, well, all of them see that uh, she's staring at him. But then this scene right here when the, when Nick uh, starts beatboxing, beatboxing, <laughs> and then the little girl starts rapping. And then they try to get their dad to do it. My name is Roger, and I need to be Haja, and a hoota hada hada. That was probably just ad-libbed right there. I don't even think that was in the script, but it, it was funny. I like that. But then they go to talking about um, the case on, on what uh, they should do, uh, what's next, because they're still trying to figure out uh, why, who did this to uh, Amanda Hunsacker, and why. So I think after this is when um, no, the next day they they wake up and they say, "Look, we're gonna go. We're gonna go talk to Dixie." Because then that's when they go. Uh, the Dixie was the hooker that saw 
um, Amanda's jump uh, from the building. So the- yeah, because because the previous night when they're on the bus, they were kind of doing this thing where they were throwing out ideas and they were like, yeah, no, that's that that's thin. That's too thin. But something something clicked with uh, uh, Riggs. Uh, that's why he shows up in Martell. He wakes him up in his bedroom with a cup of coffee. I think. Oh, yeah. Because then, then they uh, they go talking and then they um they're on the shooting range. Yeah, and that's when he's telling them, like, "Look, man." He goes, "Well, maybe, because uh, because um, during the investigation, they said that goes, well, it did, I don't think she was here by herself. Other than they found out that she was going to be, she would have died anyway if she didn't jump because uh, they laced her coke with drain cleaner or something. So they said that um, the bed looked like there was somebody else there, and then that's when they were putting two and two together, and they said, "Well, maybe Dixie was the one that was with her." And then uh, everything kind of she uh, laced the, the coke and then got the hell out of there. And by the time she got to the bottom of the uh, stairs is when she found out that the body that that girl jumped. And then so she like just grabbed anyone and, and uh, Dixie grabbed the first officer and said, hey, I saw the whole thing. So this that was when they were trying to put two and two together. And that's when they're like, ah. I don't know, man. That's pretty thin. So they go, well, this is this is that's when they they went to go uh, talk to Dixie. Another nitpick right here. Uh, so they get there and there, there's these little black kids sitting out in the front playing and and uh, you go, where are you going? You're gonna bust Dixie? And then they they all start, you're gonna bust Dixie and all that. And they're like, shh. They walk out uh, with glasses on. Uh, Riggs got his yellow crazy glasses. <laughs> Marner, um, Murtaugh's got his glasses on. They're walking up to the house. I was that them or were those two stunt guys when the house? Oh, oh, those were stunt guys. Those <laughs> were definitely stunt guys. Because they go, I, go ahead. I I can't see Danny Glover and Mel Gibson standing because they were standing pretty close to that that building when it exploded. Yeah, because they uh, they walk up to the house. And uh, luckily, they had those glasses on. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's like the only time they wear glasses. Well, Roger wears glasses when he was reading something earlier. But anyway, um, so what I like about this scene was timing. If you notice, there's an airplane flying over the house right when it hit the uh, the the chimney of the house is when the when the house blew up. Uh, this is me watching all of the stuff in the background after seeing this movie a million times. So. The house blows up. They're ah, they they running around. I guess uh, flames or something got on uh on, on rigs because Murtaugh's hitting them, and they goes, "You're on fire!" And I was, ah, "I'm all right. I'm all right." And then all those little kids are like, "Ah, oh, we didn't see it. Do it again. Do it again." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. He was telling me, "You guys got all your fingers and toes," and they're like, "Yeah." And then one of the little kids goes, "Do you think Dixie was home?" And they kind of look at each other and nod, and they go, "Yeah." And this is when the, the cops or the, the firemen are bringing out a charred body in, in a body bag, and it's Dixie. And that's when they're trying to figure out uh, what happened. And then the, one of the cops said, "Well, these little kids were were one of them saw it. Uh, they were saying that um, they were playing under the house, and uh, they saw somebody coming uh, come over here. They thought it was like a meter man or something." And they go, okay, well, well, they were talking. They were like, well, which one of you? And they go, oh, it was this one. And he goes, what's your name? And they didn't want to tell him. And they were like, don't tell him your name. And he goes, he goes, yeah, if they tell you, if you tell him your name, you're going to go to jail. 
And he goes, no, you're not going to go to jail on that one little kid. Don't tell him your name, Alfred. <laughs> they're like, oh, his name's Alfred. And then they were like, oh, they were asking him a question. He goes, is it, is it, he goes, do, uh, do police kill black people? He goes, or he said, my, my mom said that police kill black people. <laughs> Even in this time, <laughs> and, and little kids are saying this. Yes, it was in the script, but I mean, again, that is, that's true. 1987. Yeah, probably 86 when they filmed this. But I mean, the, 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 this is nothing new. I mean, I don't mean to stand on my soapbox again, but that's how it is. I know. Again, some of you might not think so, but this this is this is reality on how it is, and that's how, uh, especially a lot of people in low income how in, in neighborhoods view the police. But it was good to see that. He's like, no, no. He goes, he goes, we're not like that. And he goes, we're, and he goes, well, do you shoot him? He goes, no. He goes, I he goes, I'll shoot him in the leg just to stop him. But I mean, of course, he's got to throw that that little kid logic at him. Uh, but I did like uh, that scene. But I mean, that was, I mean, well, well, Shane Black wrote this, so he obviously knew to throw that in there. To have, especially, it was it was cool that some little kid said it because he said, yeah, my mom said police kill black people. And uh, I know some of you, well, maybe not you listeners, but there's some people out there that don't think that. And you go, but I mean, it's true. But anyway, so they they were talking to the kid. They kind of get the other kids away from him so they can talk to him. And then he goes, "Well, did you see him?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, what does he look like?" And uh, he said he said it was a white guy. And then he goes, "And uh, what they say about his hair? That it was white or blonde?" Okay, so they said yeah. And then they, then they said something. Instead of saying a tattoo, they said it was he, he was painted. Yeah, and then they were like, "What?" And he goes, and "He goes, he goes, oh, what was a tattoo?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "He goes like Popeyes?" And he goes, "No, oh, not like Popeyes." He goes, "It was that." And another nitpick. Luckily, Riggs was standing there with his arm, uh, upper <laughs> arm. <laughs> But facing that kid with his sleeves rolled up so he could see uh, his tattoo. And he goes, it was that. And he goes, just like that? And he was like, yeah. He goes, it even had a knife. He goes, yep. He goes, I remember. And they go, okay. So that's when uh, Riggs tells him, this is, uh, uh, what did he say? It was a special forces tattoo. Yeah. So he was like, oh. And then they were like, "Uh uh-oh. And then because one of the cops came out and they found... Uh, part of a uh, of the the explosive device, and they were saying it was like mercury switches. Because Rick says he goes this, he goes I haven't seen stuff like he goes this is this is fucking artwork. He goes I haven't seen stuff like this since the war, and then that's when they were realized. And then that that whole scene with the um with the tattoo, and they were saying oh, yeah, because he he's telling Murtaugh we're 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 dealing with mercenaries here, like professionals. Did. Uh... Oh, they went and saw um, uh, what's his name, uh, Tom Atkins after this, right? Yeah, because uh, Murtaugh's kind of putting everything together. He remembers that that uh, Michael Hunter, because they kept saying his name, <laughs> they that he, he was calling him, and he was he put it together that he wasn't just calling him to to protect his daughter. He was calling him for help for himself. Because it wasn't really about his daughter; it was about something he was into. Yeah, but because we didn't find that out until later. Because remember when he go when he's when they go see him, he's at the bank, and um, 
he's telling him, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, just my daughter uh, got into some stuff and making porn and stuff like that. And he goes, I just wanted to get you to help me help her get out of that stuff because he couldn't really go into it because he was at work and there was everyone. But what he was telling uh, Murtaugh, he said, look, he goes, can you just find these guys and kill them? Um, and he was like screaming it in the bank and he was like oh all right well I'll, I'll do what I can because he goes he goes you you promised me you're gonna do that he goes you owe me and then it was like oh yeah I owe you and then they walk out but then this one Riggs goes what what did he mean by that and he said he saved his life during the war so it's kind of like all right um okay after this where did it go um, we didn't. It didn't go right to the funeral yet. Um, because after this scene might have happened earlier, but um, no shit. I'm thinking of the second one now. Um, <laughs> all these movies blend together, <laughs> but um, but like I, I think we 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 said something out of order. But anyway, so let let's go to the to the um to the funeral uh, Riggs is waiting outside Murtaugh is inside talking to uh, Huntsacker and he's telling me he goes, look man he goes he goes you weren't you weren't trying to get a hold of me to, to stop this and he goes you, you were trying to get a hold of me because this is something that or your your daughter died because of something that you were into because that's when they started putting two and two together and this is when he said yeah he goes back uh, during the war um, the I assume they were. All, I assume uh, Huntsacker was a part of the special forces stuff because he said that during the Vietnam War. Uh, this is this is what it was said in the movie. I'm, I'm don't don't get mad at me. He said VC uh, was uh, or Charlie. I think he said Charlie too. But he said that they were uh, they were dealing heroin uh, there, but then I guess the the CIA guys they rolled in there and. Um, they, they they just killed everybody that that was in that village that that was dealing with they were that was running uh, the heroin thing. So they said that um, after they killed everyone, they had all this stuff, and then they put two and two together. They said after the war, they said you know what we we could still do this and and we can make money uh, from doing it because they were saying it was ex CIA guys by the time they they started um, drug dealing. So they were saying that there was uh, dealing with special dealing with uh, big drug dealers and dealing with mercenaries because these were all got retired uh, military guys that were helping them uh, do it. So they were the ones that could do. They could be the muscle and everything. And the general um, was the the leader of the show. So that's why that's how he was involved with it. But um, Huntsacker was like he was getting to the point where I can't do this no more. But um, they couldn't kill him. They said, well, the, the only way they could hurt him is uh, by killing his daughter. So that, that's why uh, she got killed. It was a, it was a casualty of uh, what Huntsacker was into. <laughs> so, but while he was uh, spilling his guts on, on the whole thing, um, they just love helicopters in these movies because this helicopter <laughs> uh, must have been a, a silent helicopter because it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was like old stealthy helicopter. Yeah, I was like, how did you not hear that? <laughs> I mean, especially, well, like, especially Riggs. He was standing outside. 
Well, maybe this is the Special Forces helicopter. Uh, oh, and they're 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 called sh- the Shadow Company. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's a part of their thing. They just silently show up. No, I'm not buying it. If it was Blue Thunder, because Blue Thunder, <laughs> Blue Thunder had the silent mode, I would have bought it if it was that helicopter. Blue Thunder. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen that movie, it's awesome. Check it out. Um, so that helicopter comes up. Mr. Joshua's hanging out his side and uh, snipes um, Huntsacker. I love that because he's, he's standing there with his back to the window. Bullets going through him and shoots through the eggnog box that he's holding. And then he he pumped a few rounds into him, so he falls down. I love this uh, this this camera shot because uh, Riggs runs up and he just gets his gun and he's standing behind a tree and he's just unloading um, on the helicopter. He hits it a few times, but then... He switches his clip hella fast, and he gets he he's leaning up against his fans of this uh, wall, and just do, 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 and he's just shooting as that helicopter's flying away hella far. I don't think he hit it that time. He hit it the first couple of times when it was up close, but nitpick again. How did he not hear that helicopter? He was standing right there when it came up, but it's the shadow company. <laughs> so they're like, oh man. He goes, well. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, try to figure it out, uh, what's happening. So um, the general called, no, uh, Mr. Joshua calls uh, the general and tells him, yeah, Hunsacker's dead. Uh, we got him, but we got another problem. And they're like, what? And he goes, he was talking to, to the police, and uh, they knew who they knew who they were. And they were like, um, so well, we're just going to have to deal with them. So... Is this when uh, Riggs got shot? Yeah, because they're walking around on the street. And he's questioning uh, uh, another hooker, asking, "Do does he know Dixie? She's in your line of work and all that stuff." And then uh, uh, I, I gotta say it again: the stealthy car, because you don't really hear it till it gets super close, because it just all of a sudden just screeches out of nowhere and. Uh, Mr. Joshua is hanging out the back with a shotgun and shoots uh, Riggs, and he flies right through a, a store window. Yeah, that was a little stealthy car because they just on, on a busy street, no less. <laughs> it's <like>, Shadow Company. <laughs> that car comes screeching around the corner and blasts him, and he goes crashing through the window. Uh, then just hauls ass out of there. Uh, Murtaugh, Murtaugh was actually across the street. So he comes running over, uh, picks up Martin, and then he realizes that he had a bulletproof vest on, so which was good. Because he's like, oh, good kid, you're wearing your vest. And then he's like, ah, and he kind of like snaps out of it. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And he goes, he shot me. And he goes, it was that same albino jackrabbit that did hunt sack. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, shit. And then they go, what are we, what are we going to do? And he goes, I don't know, man. He goes, maybe we should... uh Lay low for a while. <laughs> he goes to get a get a couple first class tickets to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, and then they were like, "Oh fuck!" So that's is when they were like, "Well, he goes, we got the upper hand on him because he was telling them." He goes, "Look, he goes, they think I'm dead." So he goes, "What we, we what we should do is just go, just take them all out." So it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, well, all right." <clears throat> so as they're walking, uh, they get they get back to the car. Uh, they're getting in. They're getting ready to leave. I mean, obviously, just leaving the crime scene. Uh, with a big window busted. Whatever that store was, I think it was a car lot or something. So they're uh, 
I mean, a cop showed up because you gotta remember hearing uh, uh, sirens and everything. So they're like, uh, they got a call uh, over the radio, and they go, "Yeah, there's a, a, a whatever, whatever the the number was." I said, um, "There's a, a there's a dead body," and then uh, they were calling. He goes, "Well, can you send someone over there?" And they said, "Well, we're calling you because it's uh, only like a couple blocks from your house." And he goes, "Well, all right, uh, who is it?" And he goes. Blonde with dimples, and they're like, "How did you know, Sarge?" And they're like, "Oh fuck!" And he goes, "That sounds like the the guy my daughter's dating." So they go hauling ass to to his house, and then they come charging in, guns guns out. Uh, house is empty at this point, but then the wife and the kids come on. What's happening? What's happening? But uh, they uh, he finds a, a a letter, and they open it up, and I think it said, "We have your daughter." Uh, or something like that and then the phone rings and Murtaugh answers it and they say yeah we got your daughter if you meet us wherever wherever um, from what they said they shadow company later kidnapped Murtaugh's daughter Rianne and demand Murtaugh turn himself over to them for her return Murtaugh and Riggs plan an amb- ambush for the exchange at El Mirage Lake I, I think they said that in the movie I'm just reading this off of uh, Wikipedia um so they go, all right. And then that's when uh, they were telling him, look, man, he goes, we're just going to go there and kill as many people as we can. Uh, but it was kind of going to be like uh, off the record because they didn't want to drag in uh, the rest of the police force. So, Yeah, because Rick says uh, we're about to get bloody on this one. So I assume they would all get fired for doing something like this. But um when your kids are involved, you do what you got to do. So that's when uh, they, they go out there. Uh, they're driving out in the desert. <clears throat> um, the car stops. Riggs jumps out and goes hauling ass, holding uh, some kind of rifle, some high-powered rifle. So he's kind of laying in the cut. Uh, Murtaugh goes up. Uh, Mr. Joshua and all their band of mercenaries are all standing right there. So... Um, they just they were just supposed to switch each switch off right or or that was the the idea of the meetup yeah okay because they basically wanted Murtoff because they wanted to know what um, Huntsacker told him so he was like all right you you turn yourself over and we'll release her but then he's like no release my daughter first or or, or not or no or no deal. And they're like, ah, oh, whatever. So he kind of reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a grenade and pulls the pin. And he's like, look. And he goes, what? He goes, what are you gonna do? You're gonna kill your daughter? And he goes, well, if I'm gonna kill. If my daughter's gonna die, it's gonna die my way. And this is what Mr. Joshua goes. He goes, you're up against all of us. He goes, look at all the hardware. He kept saying. So he's like, nah. He goes, well, just release my daughter and then I'll come with you guys. And then. Uh, uh, out in the cut, you see Riggs uh, pointing the gun. He's looking through the scope, but um, somebody was in the way. He couldn't hit uh, Mr. Joshua. Was it uh, Raj? Was he standing in the way? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so he was standing in the way. He, he kept saying, "Move over, move over," so he can get a clear shot. But then uh, Mr. Joshua pulled out his little pistol and shot Roger in the shoulder, and he dropped uh, the hand grenade, and then everyone just started running, and it blew up. Um, and then they, then that's immediately uh, they started the firefight. Riggs is just picking dudes off. I don't even know how far he was, but he was picking fools off left and right. Um, Rogers kind of uh, go ahead. Well, they mentioned earlier he he told that story about when he was sniping somebody from a thousand yards away in in high wind. Uh, was he in Vietnam too, or was he in a different war? 
a different war. Okay. I think I, I don't quote me, but yeah, he had told a story about how he made this shot that only eight, maybe ten people in the world could have made. So it, it lets you know he he he's a good shot. Cause yeah, he was just dropping fools left and right. Uh, then uh, Rogers yelling at his daughter, "Get in the car! Get in the car!" So uh, she jumped in the limo and started hauling ass. Um, but then uh, they they grabbed Raj, uh, and then as right before uh, Riggs had a clear shot of Mister Josh, he was about to do it. But then someone walks up and points a gun to his head, and it turns out it was the general. And it's like, oh fuck! So he calls him. Yeah, I got Riggs. All right, we got Murtaugh. All right, you guys go after the girl. So she's ah screaming. Ah, this she just made me mad because she just. Was holding her hands up, screaming, didn't know what to do. Her dad screaming, get in the car, go. So she finally jumps in and hauls ass. I don't even think she went a mile and then just wrecked in this little ditch. And then they they came up and they grabbed her. Uh, they guys <clears throat> they go by. I assume they're in 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 the back of that club uh, of where they yeah. were in the beginning because then we see uh, Murtaugh is our um, Riggs is hanging. Uh, by his hands and uh, Al Leong is that his name Al? yeah yeah Al Leong is standing there uh, holding uh, two little wet sponges hooked up to some kind of charges because they, they were I think they were hooked up to like a battery or something so uh, Mr. Joshua was telling him like look um, basically we want to know what you know uh, what do you know about our shipment and then that's when Riggs why don't you just call it heroin and he goes well it's kind of bigger than that uh, the shipment and he goes, well, what do you know? And then he's like, ah, I don't. He goes, we're gonna be here a long night because I don't know shit. And then they, bzz, they start zapping him. Uh, I don't want to feel that. I've been shocked many times, but I don't want to feel, be especially being all wet, <laughs> because when they were shocking him, um, Mr. Joshua was trying to push him back. He kept getting shocked because you see him pulling his hands back. So while they're doing that to him, they got Murtaugh in the other room uh, with the general and uh, the. His guys are just beating the shit out of Raj. Cause his lips all busted up, eyes halfway shut, and uh, he's just hanging out and telling them to go spit and all that shit. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered how how bad of an insult is that? I don't know. I've only heard it from him. I've never ever heard that in my life <laughs> either. I've been, been told go fuck myself and stuff like that, but never uh, go spit. <laughs> So uh, they're pounding him, and remember he's got the shot. He got he took a bullet to the arm. Uh, they break out the salt, and uh, that seemed to hurt more than those punches. Because when they rub yeah. that salt in his arm, he's ah, I'm gonna kill all of you <laughs> and all this. So uh, going back and forth to 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 Riggs, um, there Al's like, look, man. He goes, if he if he would have known something, he would have told us. He's like, no, nobody could could take that. And he's like, ah, all right, well, just finish him off and uh, let's get out of here. So he uh, <clears throat> go back to, to Murtaugh. They go, all right, well, if you're not going to talk, and then they bring out his daughter. She comes running in, gives her dad a hug, and then they kind of hold her off to the side. Now nah, your daughter's very pretty. Uh, basically saying they're about to either rape her in front of him. And he's like, don't. And he was telling him all that. And uh, they go back to Riggs. He's laying there, or he's hanging there, look like he's unconscious. And uh, Al's about to juice him up one more time, and then he does he he kick he uh, kicks him in the head or something, and then 
he uh yeah he kicks him first and then he grabs uh he gets his legs and wraps it around his neck yeah and then while while he's still hanging there with his hands above him he like snaps uh uh, Al's neck. His name was Endo. Uh, I don't remember them saying his name in the movie, but uh, kills him, and he pulls himself up. He jumps down. Uh, they're just about to dig into uh, Roger to Rianne, Roger's daughter, and this is when uh, Murtaugh comes charging in with uh, Ali Young on his shoulders and throws him over on somebody. And, uh, he grabs a gun and starts lighting fools up. Um. Yeah, so the general, he kind of hauls ass out of there. Uh, Riggs just fucking just unloads on fools and, and knocks a few guys out. And uh, this is when Murtaugh's like, oh, pretty thin, right? And then Riggs is like anorexic. So <laughs> this is when they gets a knife and un- un- cuts them all, cuts them loose and everything. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get out of here. And he goes, hey, what does the shepherd say to the other guy? Other shepherd, what? Let's get the flock out of here. So they go running out. This is when the... Dar Robinson, a uh, stuntman, he's up in the rafters. Uh, Riggs pumps a few into him, and then he kind of falls off, and uh, he's hanging by his leg through a chain. From what I understand, what they are saying that he invented that little uh, pulley so he could fall, and it and it would just look like he it fell really hard. Uh, I can't exactly explain the the tension and everything with that, but they were saying that Dar Robinson. Uh, invented that little trick so that was pretty cool because he's, he's dead and he's laying there hanging there this was another thing <clears throat> another nitpick to go back earlier uh, when that guy um, Edo Ross was doing the deal in that club there's this band playing on stage and I assume it's just 80s band late 80s band and I remember the guy screaming at them like, yeah, we need to pack this place. And you guys are playing like that. First of all, I don't know what kind of band that was. And uh, they sucked. I, I, I couldn't imagine paying <laughs> money into this club to listen to that band. But to each his own. I mean, I'm not the greatest drummer in the world. But <laughs> anyway, so they go. The, the, the club didn't even look packed. But that band was up there playing. And there was people out there dancing and everything. But... Um, they come running in and then they just start unloading our uh, uh, rig starts unloading on the on the bodyguards that are there <clears throat> everyone's running through the club screaming um okay yeah they, they chase him outside uh, mr. Joshua jumps in the car and uh, they go hauling ass um how did Riggs get that whatever kind of gun he was holding some kind of machine gun uh, he got it from one of the guys. Because he, run- he was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say he was he was just shooting guys and snapping necks and all kinds of stuff, and he picked up one of the guns. Because he runs out and he starts firing on, on that car uh, that they're driving away, and he goes running uh, after them. And uh, he did a lot of running in these movies, so he's yeah. running. He's running and shooting. Uh, uh, Murtaugh still kind of lingering around on, on what's happening out, what's going on outside. Um, this part was, uh, I don't know if, if uh, I'm sure police officers they tell you don't don't fire uh, in a crowd, but they're, they're on the freeway. Um, uh, Gary Busey, uh, Mr. Joshua, he their, their car wrecked, so he kind of jumped out of that. And then uh, he's running. Uh, like there's luckily there was traffic. Well, if you've been in L.A., there's always traffic. So the traffic was moving pretty slow, but he was able to jump out. And uh, he's he, uh, Mr. Joshua, shooting at Riggs, 
and Riggs is shooting back at him. Cars everywhere. And they're just not even aiming. They're just just firing. So bullets are flying everywhere. Um, I assume nobody got hit. Because, I don't know, man. There was a lot of bullets flying all over the place. Some some cars should have been hit. But uh, Mr. Joshua kind of jumps in, carjacks his car, and then just goes a hauling ass. Uh, Riggs is trying to chase him, but he gets hit by a taxi cab. And uh, by then, Mr. Joshua was gone. So he's like, fuck. So he grabs his gun and goes running back uh, towards the club. Uh, Raj is outside. He kind of walks to to the front of this uh, alley, and you, we see the general and um, one of his mercenary guys jump in the car. Um, was Edo Ross in this? Because because they, I think the deal was going down. I didn't see him because they had like the. Well, I guess I guess he wasn't there. Um. They had uh, the all the the heroin in the back of, of the car. I don't know why it wasn't in the trunk, but all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they had like a backseat full of drugs and uh, grenades for some reason. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the car's driving. The general's like, "All right, man, just just take him out." And Raj, he has to do the little neck thing with his gun. He does it a few times uh, throughout the series. So he pulls out his shooter, his little six shooter. And then it starts firing. He puts a couple into the driver. The driver swerves, crashes into the wall, uh, shoots out onto the to the main street. Um, Roger jumps out of the way, but as the car shoots out onto the street, here comes this big bus, and it, it slams into the car. It goes flipping over, uh, and, and it's laying on it on on on, on its top. And uh, Roger's standing there looking. Uh, the general's in there screaming because I mean the bus hit at that car, so it flipped. It it caught the the car on fire. And uh, the general's in there. He's all jammed into the seat trying to scream. And ah, and he's trying. I don't know why he was trying to grab the grenades. There was a whole bunch of them in there. He should have been trying to crawl out. But he was reaching for the grenades or whatever. And then the whole car blows up. So he's dead. And then they're like, ah, okay, well, what are we going to do? And this is when, uh, does he, does Rod say that he knows where I live? Yeah, but real quick, I wanted to point out because the 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 drugs was in the car when it blew up. I always laugh when when you when the, you look at the crowd and people are like trying to taste it out of the air because there's just powder everywhere. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much was in there, but uh, the whole back seat was full, so obviously. Poof. Because you see people like grabbing the air and like licking their hands and stuff. <laughs> uh, and that wasn't coke. That was heroin. So I don't, I, I know nothing about that. But uh, <laughs> I think I would have walked the other direction. <laughs> but uh, you're in Hollywood, so I'm sure there's a lot of heroin fiends out there. Uh, well, obviously, if they're licking the air and licking their arms and everything. <laughs> So they go to uh, the house, uh, back to uh, Raj's house, and uh, we see Mr. Joshua. He's uh, he's cruising down the street, and then he rolls up to to one of the cops and uh, kills them, uh, the police officers. And then he goes uh, into he shoots up the door, goes into the house. He starts walking in, looking, and this is a the wonderful life uh, was on TV. Mm-hmm. And he looks over, and then you hear. Um, Jimmy Stewart screaming, hey, what day is this? And then there's Mr. Josh goes, it's goddamn Christmas, and then shoots the the TV. (laughs) So they start looking around, and then this is when Riggs comes in with the gun, points it at him, and then they 
they, they, they take him outside. Um, cops everywhere uh, at this point. Um, did someone crash into uh, the fire hydrant? Yeah, Who? somebody did. I think when was it oh, the police God. car? When, yeah, when he shot the police car. All right, yeah, because when they when he shot the the police, I think they rolled in and knocked over a fire hydrant. <clears throat> so there's water squirting all over the place, and uh, they Riggs kind of comes outside, and they there was there wasn't going to be. They could have just easily just arrested him and took it away, but then that wouldn't have been a good ending. Nope. So we got to give the crowd what they want, and we wanted to see Mr. Joshua and Riggs go at it. So. You want a uh, shot at the champ? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like this whole fight scene. I mean, it was good. It, it was just them going back and forth. And um, was that uh, Gary Busey during all this, or was it? Some of it looked like him. I know the close-ups it was him, but when uh, other things, I want to say that some of the fighting. I don't even think it was uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a coach thing going on from Action Jackson, but <laughs> I, I, I think I think Busey did did some of it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they had that big ass fight, and um, he was losing at one point. Uh, <laughs> that he he uh, he came back, and uh, I remember he like almost choked him out, right? Because then he, I remember he had his legs around his neck. Yeah. And then uh, I think that was it. And they're like, ah, he kind of like just submitted. And they're like, all right, get that shit off my lawn. So as they were getting ready to um, <clears throat> arrest him, um, he kind of kind of snaps free of the cops, grabs one of the cops' um, pistols. And this is when Riggs and Martin, or uh, Martin and uh, Murtaugh pull out their guns. I mean, Riggs was already hella tired because... Once they both pull out their guns and they both shoot him, um, Mr. Joshua goes down and he's dead. Riggs just falls down because, I mean, obviously he's tired. I mean, if you guys have been in a rough and tough fight like that, you'd be tired too. So uh, evil evil is punished uh, in this episode uh, in Hollywood. General's dead. He blew up and all his heroines floating around Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, Mr. Joshua gets uh, murdered Shot by uh, our two heroes. What happened? After, oh, uh, this and then when they have the the little heart to heart at uh, uh, Murtaugh's house, because he well the, he he goes to the grave first, gravesite. Did he? Riggs, yeah, he goes to visit his wife's grave, and then after that, he goes to he goes to uh, Murtaugh's house, but. At first, he wasn't going to stay because he was just dropping off that bullet because he had that bullet that he was saving for himself and he had his like little little bow on it and told told him give it give this to your dad he he'll know what it means. Oh, that's right. But then yeah, that's when he comes out and goes, "Hey, you're gonna make me eat uh, my wife's food by myself?" And says, all right, well I'll come in. So that's when they go in and uh, he brings his dog with him. He goes, hey, man, can I bring someone? Said, yes. And he kind of whistles, and the dog comes running in, goes into the house, and then I guess it starts chasing the cat. And you hear yeah, it leaves screaming. his truck door open. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I was about to give another little nitpick. I was like, what the hell do you need a big-ass truck like that for in the city? Um. 
that's how he's pulling his trailer around. So never mind, scratch all that. But I don't know if you needed the dualies uh, for all that. Um, I've driven one of those trucks before, and all I did was hit curbs. Kind of just always felt like that was his thing throughout the series because uh, Murtaugh's thing is the the damn uh, station wagon. <laughs> oh man, but uh, the movie was awesome. Shit, man, we've gone almost two hours with this one. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do you give it? Uh, this is an easy nine nine and a half for me. Uh, a little nitpicks here and there, but they're small. But this is this is a this is a classic. This is a uh, Christmas. I was gonna say Halloween, a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, the action's good. The back and forth uh, between uh, Gibson and Glover is great, and uh, you can easily see how this just set up a franchise. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm right there with you. I'll give it a nine, nine and a half. I mean, it, it could have been a ten, but just the nitpicks. Uh, but it, it's still an awesome film. Uh, the budget was fifteen million, and it boxed office one hundred and twenty point two million dollars. So it definitely made more than its money back. So a lot of money back then. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's they're they're making movies more than one hundred and twenty million uh, right now. So but, uh, not anymore. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Disney might be. I don't think they're spending that much on Mandalorian, but I'm sure they're spending a lot. But um, Mandalorian <laughs> is the fucking best thing on TV right now. Well, yeah, I guess we just. I just finished Selena the series. Um, I liked it, but I noticed a lot of people don't like it. But anyway, that's we're not the the drama returns. Yet, yeah, yeah, Lance, <laughs> Lance, get on the Mandalorian. Stop waiting for all of them to drop. I know. And speaking of brother Lance, uh, he brought me up on that last episode. Uh, I got to bring him up again, man. What did he give Blob? Like the uh, fucking six or something like that? Or I, I, I know you, you heard me. Yeah, I, I did. Said, <laughs> I said you were you was yelling somewhere. I was. <laughs> I, I was driving you. down the road. I was like, mother. Fucker, man. Oh, the Blob, I mean, that's it. For me, personally, I love that film. The the, the remake, the 1988 one. Uh, I love the uh, Steve McQueen one as well. That movie's an easy 10. I, I love that movie. I mean, Johnny Drama, uh, Bunny from Platoon, he's badass with that fresh-ass uh, permed mullet. And uh, Shawnee Smith is hella hot, the young Shawnee Smith. Uh, she's hot and even um, Candy what's her name the, the waitress I've always liked her and everything uh, she was also in Blue Thunder um, huh. have you seen that one I think we need to do it yeah I, I, that, that's another one that that when I watch it is gonna be like a first time that's how long ago I've seen it alright um, well remind me Blue Thunder uh, when, when we're when we're done with this but yeah uh, th- this movie's awesome man but fucking this low score. Get the fuck out of here. Again, well, Brother Lance, I love you, but come on. Pet Cemetery. You did hear on that one show when he said when he gives a seven, that's a high score. So if you break it down, Lance giving the blob like a six would be like everybody else giving it like an eight or a nine. <sighs> Shit. Uh, I forgot to put a comment on, on the on the Facebook page but oh man 
Yeah, when you said that, ah, I hear Nez. Hell yeah, you did. As soon as he said yeah. that, I was, I was, ah, I was driving down the road yelling. I felt it. I felt it before it happened. He felt a disturbance in the force. So. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come to think of it. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, they took me up to the hills and this house with stilts on it, right? And I had like a job interview with a guy and his name was Hans. Hans. Can, you, can you take us there? Uh, hold it. We're just supposed to sit on this yeah, guy. It's not going to do any harm to Luke. Mm-mm. Okay, 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 okay. I know the address. Come on, let's go, Raj. No, no, we, no, we shouldn't go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Raj. Don't be a killjoy. Right. Come on, we're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Come on, let's oh, go. Come on, come on. Oh, hey, 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 listen. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. no. All right. That was Lethal Weapon, everyone. Uh, let's move on to 1989's uh, The Sequel. Lethal Weapon 2. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are coming your way. Everybody's favorite weapon is back. I'll take two of them out, you take one. Better get you take two, I'll take one. Lethal Weapon 2. I'm not a cop tonight, Roger. It's personal. Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Google first. South African smugglers find themselves being uh, hounded and harassed by Riggs and Murtaugh, two mismatched Los Angeles police officers. However, the South Africans are protected by diplomatic immunity. And so the two uh, assigned to witness protection duty in an attempt to... In an attempt by their captain to keep his job, it is only when uh, this witness reveals to them that he has already dealt with the smugglers uh, that the trouble really starts. Okay, um, sure, IMDb is only like a sentence. Click on that one. Excuse me. Uh, Yep, one sentence. Riggs and Murtaugh are are on the tail of South uh, on the trail of South African diplomats who are using their immunity to engage in criminal activities. Yeah. Okay. That was good. Uh, Again, Richard Donner returns uh, to uh, direct this one. Shane Black as well comes back. Uh, He's one of the writers as well as Jeffrey Bohm. Who are the other two that helped write this? Uh, Warren Murphy. Um, Yeah, Shane Black again for the, the characters from the first film, but uh, Lethal Weapon 2 stars uh, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, uh, new uh, to the to the series, Joe Pesci. He's uh, Leo Getz. Um, Joss Acklin. Is that yep. the... That's the, the bad dude, right? Yeah, that, I, uh, I'm not even... They can't, from, the, from, <laughs> from the Mighty Ducks? Uh, is that, I just remember him from uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I remember that. He was the bad guy in that one. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Derek O'Connor, uh, Patsy Kensett, Darlene Love, Tracy Wolf is back. Uh, of course, his whole family. Uh, Steve Kahn, uh, uh, Vasquez, Janet Goldstein, um, uh, Uncle Uncle Hank, uh, Dean Morris, uh, it was, I can't remember his name in Total Recall, and a bunch of other people. Uh, all right. Lethal Weapon 2. Brian, what do you think? <clears throat> this one is my favorite out of the four, out of the franchise. I love it. It's just, it's 
it's what you loved in the first one, but I felt like you got a you got a better bad guy to hate because this guy was better than the the general guy, uh, the 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 main the diplomat guy because he's always like diplomatic immunity. And then you get that great line at the end when uh, Murtaugh uh, comes back with him. It's just been revoked. That see, that's the, the stuff in action movies I love. Those little lines and um, and the addition of Joe Pesci as Leo gets whatever you want. Leo gets like I, I love his character throughout the franchise. He's just he's the comedy re- comedic relief. You know, he's just always like okay, 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 whatever, whatever. You know, I I, I love that guy and. Uh, we get we get a little bit more into the backstory of Riggs in this one, and I I enjoyed them just kind of bringing bringing everything full circle, just kind of connecting what's going on now with something that happened in his past. We'll talk about that later, and yeah, this is definitely uh, my favorite out of the the franchise. I like this one as well. Um, the first one's my favorite, but this one was was good. Uh, the addition, the adding Joe Pesci just just made it awesome. I mean, the first movie I had seen Joe Pesci in was Easy Money, uh, that came out in '83 with uh, the great, uh, the late and great Rodney Dangerfield, rest in peace. Uh, I loved him as Nicky, and then I started seeing him in other things. I mean, I had to go back and, and I saw him in Raging Bull. He was badass in that, <clears throat> and then of course you got Goodfellas and all the other things. Uh, that he did after that but to have him in this uh, as the comic relief uh, it was good I'm, I was I was like oh cool he's awesome he's a good actor um, let's see him uh, be funny again because I, I, didn't, I haven't seen him in comedy since Easy Money so it was good to see him in this uh, he stole every time uh, he was on on out of this whole franchise from, from here to 2, 3, and 4 every time he was on the screen he stole it because he was hella funny I mean, yeah, he's he's Joe Pesci, man. You you know him and you love him. So, and I like when when we go through his character throughout the franchise. He's like got a different profession in every movie. Yeah, I mean, because he was basically mm, borderline criminal, not really, but yeah. He, yeah. he was stealing from uh, the bad guys. So, um, he I guess he was like their accountant or whatever, because but. Before he's laundering money for them. Yeah. Oh, that he was doing it for them. That's right. Yeah. And then, then he got busted uh, from doing it all. But <clears throat> this one, um, it was awesome. I mean, I loved everything in it. It was it was cool. And like I said earlier, when I was talking about Danny Glover, when he told us that there was going to be a part two, um, they didn't start shooting yet. He goes, "Yeah, well, we just got word we're going to do another one." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's going to be awesome." But what's that going to be about? At that time, he didn't know. He just knew that they were doing another one. So, so it was cool to see uh, what was going to happen. Just see the further adventures of, of Riggs and Murtaugh. So I, I was like, "All right, cool. I'm I'm fully on board with this." Uh, I just loved how it starts. You just see Riggs yelling and screaming, and they're hauling ass down the road, and uh, Murtaugh's uh, wives the station wagon. Um, why? Why doesn't he have a car? I was just about to say that. Why are you driving? I mean, what? Do you just leave your wife at home and she can't drive around? Why? Yeah, you're a, a sergeant in the L.A. Police Department. You should have at least enough to buy yourself uh, your own car, unless he blew all his money on that boat uh, that he had sitting in the driveway. 
True. <laughs> but because he did say in the first one, he goes, oh, I know. He goes, oh, you know how to, to, to sail this? And he goes, this, this ain't a sailboat. And he goes, I know how much they cost. So obviously blew all his money on a boat instead of a car because he's mobbing down the street in his uh, wife's uh, station wagon. Because uh, this this movie just jumps right into it. There was no, we already know who the characters are, so there was no need for introduction. It just dives right into the action. They're hauling ass down the, down the were they on the freeway or were they on the street? <clears throat> uh, I think they started on the freeway and then ended up in like a, a street where there was businesses and stuff. Okay, because it says here two years after the events of the first film. Okay, um, the, really quick, uh, I've noticed especially in movies if the main star is wearing something, everybody has to go buy it. And I know we talked about it when we did our Golden Child one about that dumb little hat that he was wearing. Everybody in the mother was <laughs> was wearing it. This hat, this quicksilver jacket that uh, Riggs was wearing. I remember after that, after this film came out, and that's when I noticed I was never a Quicksilver fan. Um, but everybody had that jacket, and I remember it being like it was expensive, but it's not like today's expensive. It was probably um, I don't know, fifty bucks. That's probably cheap now. But anyway, but uh, every, that's I, super cheap. <laughs> I remember everybody uh, wearing that jacket just because he had it in this. Uh, I was never the one to follow the trends uh, dealing with style. I mean, I, I had my own style, and I didn't have $50 to waste uh, on that jacket. I know my buddy had one because uh, he was like, oh, man, I got the Riggs jacket. And I was like, dude, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so they're hauling ass chasing these guys. They're chasing some dudes in a uh, was a red Beamer, I think, or either that or Mercedes. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, they're hauling ass chasing them. Um. Should have just watched this too. Were they shooting at each other? I don't remember. Yeah, they were shooting at each other, and for some reason, uh, Murtaugh's station wagon was keeping up with this with this BMW. <laughs> I know, man. Well, again, LA traffic, so you can't go f- full speed. But they were doing pretty good, and I, I like this scene because uh, Riggs was like, "Just don't scratch my uh, my wife's car," because. Uh, Riggs jumps out and goes running after him. I remember that. So he, he jumps out of the car and goes running after them on the freeway. And then they go chasing him. And uh, Riggs jumps back in the car and he like tells Murtaugh, move over, let me drive. And he goes, all right, no scratches. So they're hauling off and he's, he, they're trying to get around this car because they're going up the, the on-ramp. And he's like, no, nah. he, goes, he goes, no, he goes, you're not going to fit. You're not going to fit. He goes, yeah, I am. And he scrapes up the whole side. And, oh, I guess you were right. <laughs> so they go chasing. Uh, uh, they're hauling ass, still chasing that car. Um, Did it, did it, I can't remember. Did it crash into something? Because I know. Yeah, it went went through a store window. Oh, that's okay. Because um, I think it flipped and then it, it crashed. Uh, yeah, it flipped on onto its top and slid through the window. And, the, and uh, Martin ran in there. They did the thing where he was like, "On three, we're going." And then he was already gone before Martel even got out the car, and uh, the, the guys were gone. But before that, man, because when they were on that freeway, they got off the freeway, and then I remember they were on a bridge, and then that's when that helicopter came. Uh, a more yeah. a more stealthy helicopter. They must have borrowed it from the, the first guys. You can't you can't hear them when they're coming up. No, because <laughs> it, it just comes out of nowhere. And there, there's guys on there who are shooting with machine guns, and uh, a couple of the dudes 
that there were uh, they were in the car jumped out and they jumped in the helicopter because then it took off. Um, but then I think that was when the other dudes jumped back in that car and they they floored it and that's when it wrecked and flipped over. And uh, those guys, uh, the, those dudes jumped out because that's when the Merton rigs went in there and they're like, "Fuck, nobody's here." And uh, then they heard something thumping around the trunk and they thought that they hid in there. But then when they opened it, uh, they it opened and all this gold coins fall out fell out. Yeah. Uh, Krugerrands. What is that? And I don't even know. What, is it just some kind of gold or the South African gold coins? Okay. So, and they're like, "Fuck, what is it?" And they're like, "Fucking Las Vegas." And then they they didn't know what it was. And uh, why were they chasing them? Did they ever? If they did, I don't remember what they said. Uh, let me see. Uh. It just says pursuing un- unidentified suspects transporting illegal shipments of gold Krugerrands, but I don't think that's why they were ch- chasing them, because they were surprised when they found it. Yeah, so... I Maybe guess, they knew they had some kind of illegal shipment, they just didn't know what it was. Yeah, I assume that was the case, because yeah, they never really dove into why they were they were chasing them. So... They uh they do all that um and then shit I just watched this one too and I don't even remember <laughs> what happened I mean because I know they after that they I think this is when we're introduced to uh, the bad guys in this um, yeah Josh Eklund as Rudd Camp Council General Rudd and. Uh, uh, Derek O'Connor, uh, I, I assume it's his Peter or Piter. Borsnet. Yeah, him. He just kept calling him Borsnet. Yeah, that guy. Because, um, why did they kill that dude? Because uh, remember when they went in there and he was, uh, they had all the paper, the, the plastic lined up on the floor? I think because he fucked up the, the pickup, I guess. Okay. So he Oh was, and and he let he let them get all the, the Krugerrands. Oh, okay. So well I guess he was probably the one that did uh was in the car uh that, that drove it off because the other guys jumped in the helicopter. So alright. <clears throat> yeah, so technically those guys should have died too. I mean Yeah, they, they should have killed. They, they lost it too. <laughs> so okay, what does it say? The African near apart apartheid government of South Africa Subsequently, orders Los Angeles Council General uh, Arjun Rudd and Security Vor, whatever his name is, to warn both detectives off of the investigation. They are reassigned to protect the obnoxious. Okay, and then it's just jumping in. It's just jumping all over the place. But yeah, those guys were there. <clears throat> the South African guys were there, just obviously doing uh, dirty shit uh, that they weren't supposed to do. But uh, again, why were they there? Why were they in America? Hey, you want to jump to that part? Because uh, I can say why. Oh, okay. Well, then, well, no, then, because uh, I'm trying to think why. I, uh, what were they were? What were they doing there? But um, okay. So after that, yeah, we meet them. We they they kill that guy, and then this is <clears throat> they're still trying to figure out why who these dudes were and what's all this Krugerrand doing in L.A. But then they're like, ah, right, well, there's nothing we can do. Uh, they, they got away, but let's try to work on it. And this is when the captain tells them, all right, well, you guys, 
uh, need to do something else. We need you to protect uh, a federal witness until uh, I assume the feds got there. Okay, nitpick time. Um, shouldn't there have been federal agents with him this whole time? Yeah, I I live in Anchorage, Alaska. I can tell you where the little FBI building is here. So I don't know in LA why do they have to wait for federal agents to come? <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, and he's and he's by himself too. If he's this big uh, witness, it shouldn't there should have been some kind of security uh, outside uh, of his room. But I mean, again, it's a movie. This is how we're introduced to him. Yeah, I I never really thought of that. They sure do just come in and he's there all alone. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody. Nobody else is there. Before Riggs and Murtaugh show up, um, you see a uh, uh, one of the food boys. What do you call them? Uh, <sighs> not waiters. Uh, server. Serve. I don't know. Bell. Bellboy. I don't know. No, servant. Something. Hop. Whatever. <laughs> he he's rolling in with the food, and uh, one of the this guy kind of goes, "Hey, is uh, what room is this for?" And he tells him, "Oh," and then. We don't see it, nothing of it. Yeah, it don't work like that. Yeah, you're not supposed to just tell people what room you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, even if he is looking on, like he's all about business in his business suit. So he didn't even he didn't even ask him why. No, he didn't. He, just he told him. He didn't even like hesitate either. Oh, it's for a room, whatever, whatever. And then that that's the end of that scene. Uh, Riggs and Murtaugh show up. They go in, and then they're just uh, they're, they're meeting Leo, and Leo's just being himself, being all funny, telling him, "Yeah, whatever you want, Leo gets. You get it, get it." <laughs> so I liked all that. Um, but then they're basically just telling, him, "Look, all right, we're gonna take this room, and uh, you're gonna be out here." He goes, "Well, I got all my stuff in there," and they're just looking around. And then he's kind of like, "Oh man, what kind of look? You got you get a six shooter, and he's, yeah, and go, I bet the kids got an automatic." And then he. He tries to look at at Riggs's gun and he just slaps him in the face. So then uh, the door the doorbell or the, someone knocks on the door. He goes up and here comes the the guy with the room service. So he's uh, they're looking at it. They're just grabbing food off and they're eating. He's like, hey, that's my food. And he goes, if you want something, order it. He goes, it's all free. And he goes, look. He goes, look at the silk uh, silk uh, robe. He goes, free. And Raj is like, it's not free. The taxpayers pay for it. And he goes, it's the same thing, free. <laughs> so um, this guy, this assassin isn't a very good assassin because he uh, he walks up to him. Uh, and if it wasn't for Leo pushing that gun down, because that guy pulls out a gun and Leo sees it and then kind of holds it down really quick. And this is when Rig runs over uh, and tackles uh, the yeah. that dude. Real quick nitpick. When the when the what do we call him uh, bellhop server or whatever when he talks he has an accent and nobody picks up on it. Um, I guess not. <laughs> so he wasn't like he tried to hide it. So yeah, it was busy eating Leo's fries. Yeah. So uh, Riggs runs over him, tackles him, and then they he they I guess he tackles both of them. Because Riggs, uh, the the little waiter dude, and Leo go crashing out the window. Luckily, he was the his room was on the side of the pool, and uh, I don't know how deep this pool was, and I don't know how many floors up there were, but they seemed like they fell pretty far down there. 
And yeah. uh, shout out to the stuntmen that did the stunt because that was those were real people falling out that window. Yeah, Mur- Murtaugh had no problem with this. He just kind of he didn't have a worried like they did, my my partner just fell out the window. He just had that like oh not again kind of <laughs> kind of thing going on. But it was funny though because they all just went ah crashing out the window. I mean, again, this jumped right into all the action. That uh, there was no build up or anything. So I thought that was cool. And they kind of, <clears throat> if you, I don't know how many hotels people, any good listeners have been at. Uh, I've been to many hotels. All the pools are never deep. I think the deepest is maybe five to six feet. I mean, in the deep end. So uh, I, I, even if you fell from that high, you're, you're going straight to the bottom, but it's a movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, uh, the, the, the waiter guy, whatever, he climbs out of the pool and hauls ass, uh, Leo was holding on to, to Riggs and like, oh, I can't swim. Well, he's a short guy, so okay, I, I can yeah. let that slide. <laughs> so they kind of hold him off to the side and then, um, shit, what did they say to each other? I don't remember after they crawled out. Uh, I know he was yelling at Raj when he came down there because he was like, you're, he was like, you're my partner. You're supposed to back me up. You're supposed to follow me down. Because <laughs> then, uh, they, uh, oh, that's just when they tell him, they're like, uh, Riggs is like, hey man, this guy took an awful chance. Uh, he goes, what did you, yeah. what did you see? What did you witness? And then this is when uh, they end up going to uh, uh, Raj's house. Yeah, because he, Leo said, I just happened, I just laundered half a billion dollars in drug money, and then they were like half a billion dollars. Yeah, so he he explains to him what what he did. So he's like, yeah. I, I'm not going to go into the explanation on how he did it, but he basically laundered drug money uh, from them, and then uh, they caught him. Because they go, well, because you got caught. He goes, yeah, I did, huh? So that was the reason why, and he did it from. Well, I don't think we knew at this point who it was yet. No. So, no, but then he was like, okay, and then they're like, well, well, who are these people? He goes, well, I don't know. He goes, that, he goes, they just they took me to a house. So he remembers that there was a house up in the hills uh, with a house on stilts. So they go mm-hmm. driving up into the hills looking for the house. And then uh, I remember they were saying, look, man, this is like the ninth house. Is this it? And he goes, yeah, that's it. And then so they go, OK, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, that's when they were just going to go charging in there. And I like this part because uh, uh, they keep they tell Leo to stay outside. And he goes, hey, man, should I have a gun? They go, no. <laughs> oh, that was when they were back at the house. So. Um, the Riggs goes there. He okay. Another nitpick. Um, this is a house on stilts. Riggs comes walking around the corner. He kind of sh- go, goes around the side of the house and comes up the, the back stairs. He's holding one of those big giant nets that you scoop stuff out of the pool with, and, and a bucket of who knows what. Nobody up there has a pool because your houses are on the cliffs. Where did he get that big uh, pool net? Again, a nitpick. <laughs> I, I would say the neighbors, but I'm, why would they have a pool? They have a house on stilts, also. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, he goes walking around. Those guys come running outside because they're inside doing uh, dirty shit. Look like they were counting money uh, with one of those money counters. So, they had like automatic weapons on them. Yeah. <laughs> for well, no reason. Well. 
they, 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 I don't know. They're bad guys. I mean, but bad guys in these movies are, are all, especially in the eighties, are all. Well, I mean, they're not, they're supposed to be diplomats, though. They have diplomatic immunity. Um, but do you need your your automatic weapons just laying out in the open? <laughs> so well, I mean, they, they. I don't know. <laughs> So they, he uh, he comes out. They come running out with their guns, looking at him. And they're like, "Oh!" And he goes, uh, "Well, I'm here to clear the pool." And they're like, "Dude, you're we're we're on a house with stilts." And then he's like, "Oh!" And then he kind of turns that stick. He hits one in the face with the other, and then he he drops the other dude. Then pulls out his gun. Um, then Raj comes in, right? Yeah, he comes in to help, and then. Uh, somehow all their back no not not yet not yet uh, one of them takes off running and oh. it's the guy that was uh, dri- uh, driving not driving the car he was one of the guys that was driving the car no he said um, <clears throat> Ridge goes hey that's that was the, the dude that took off he goes that was the guy that, um, that oh ju- from the hotel from the hotel yeah that, that took a shot at Leo so that's when they go, they go chasing him uh, Riggs runs out to uh, and jumps on the the guy runs out of the house. They're right, in, luckily, right in front of the house. Somebody's car broke down, and um, the that dude jumps in into the tow truck and, and just takes off. And then Riggs goes running. He jumps onto the back. See, he did a lot of running again. He runs and jumps onto the back of this tow truck, and he's hauling ass. Leo and Murtaugh jump in the station wagon, and it's all beat up with the. And then the hood was gone. I remember that, but it had a black hood. So they're like, ah, they're hauling it. Oh, they blew out the windshield as well. They had to put a new one in I went from the beginning chase. So they're hauling ass down the road. Uh, Riggs is, is just dangling, hanging on. Um, I'm sure that was him for the close-up shots, but uh, I'm sure that wasn't him when he was hanging off the front of the truck. Because uh, he's, uh, I think he was, he tri- no, did he? he, he dropped his gun. Yeah, because he was getting thrown all over the place, and that dude was driving, pulled out his gun, and started shooting at him. But <sighs> bad guys are just bad shots, especially when you're hauling ass down these windy cliff roads. So and they're chasing him. Uh, I know Murtaugh's behind them. They stop. They see. I don't know how they saw Riggs's gun, but they they stopped and they run. Leo runs out, grabs it, and they jump in the car and they go hauling ass back. Um, uh, Riggs is <clears throat> he climbs he. I think he climbed up onto the t- oh no 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 uh, the 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 trailer on the back the the little ramp that was holding the car it was kind of up still so then the guy driving uh, flicked a switch and then that thing started the the little uh, the platform that holds the car started to go down so Riggs climbed up on top of the truck and that, I think that guy stepped on the brakes and Riggs flew off uh, off the top and rolled onto the shield and was holding on uh, to the front um, luckily there was a big pulley. Uh, Rig, for him to lay on perfectly, and uh, and hang on while there was hauling ass down the road. Um, why did the truck stop? Was there traffic? I don't remember. There, there was so much going on in this scene, <laughs> especially the way it ends with with the dude getting killed with a <laughs> surfboard of all things. I think I think it stopped. It slammed on the brakes because I know Riggs rolled off, and then um. Was it Mur- was it Murtaugh and uh, Leo that came up and slammed uh, into the rear and shot that car off? The, the, yeah. the, the car that was hanging that was uh, that were, was getting towed, um, which should have been on hooked up by chains, but 
at the movie. Uh, so it go, they hit it, for, they rear end it. It goes flying off the top, over the top of the truck, and flies out onto oncoming traffic. Uh, another truck uh, with uh, some surfboards on the top. It fucking just goes head on with that. And uh, the surfboard goes flying off the top of that car or that truck and crashes through the windshield of the um, the tow truck and uh, spears that uh, the driver and kills him. Yeah, I like when Riggs looks in there and he's just like, uh. <laughs> wipe out. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have showed it. I mean, surfboards are are, are styrofoam and, and uh, plexiglass. I think not plexiglass. Um, what's that shit they put on the outside of it? Uh, fiberglass. <clears throat> that thing. I don't know if it would have went through the windshield. I think it would have bang, it would have broke if anything, and maybe cracked the windshield. But again, nitpick movie. So that guy's dead. Uh, then that's that's when they go back to the house. Uh, I'm surprised all those guys during that whole time. I don't know how how long. Maybe just a few minutes, really. They should have all been gone out of that house, but they were still back there loading up uh, the money and everything. And this and then. Like the whole police force shows up because uh, mm-hmm. all those guys, Vasquez and, and the rest of them and, and Uncle Hank all come sh- swarming into yeah. the house. The, the dude from Colors is still around. Yeah, <laughs> they, they all come charging into the house, uh, guns drawn and everything. And this is when, uh, what the hell, that Rudd guy, uh, Arjun, and it, Riggs kept calling him Arian. Uh, he comes down uh, out down the stairs as well as uh, the Voracet dude. And he's they're pulling out the you guys uh, they pull out their diplom their their credentials the diplomatic immunity bullshit and telling them that uh, you can't do nothing to us we're here uh, on business and through the Geneva Convention or whatever they said that you can't do nothing you can't even give us a parking ticket I mean I assume they could kill people and all that as well and nothing happens um. I don't know how all that works, but that kind of sounds like a good deal to just go to <laughs> to have those those documents and go to any country and do whatever the fuck you want. But all right, <laughs> um, I assume that's real. I, I don't know. I don't I don't travel out of the country with uh, my diplomatic papers. But uh, somebody let us know. Yeah, someone. If you if you guys know, give us a link or something. I'd like to read into it. But um, well, shit. I guess I can click on it. But now nah, we'll be here all night. Um, so fuck. What happened after this? Uh, this is when uh, what's her name gets introduced. Uh, Rika. What'd you think of her? She's cute. Um, I as far as the movie goes. I don't really think she was necessary. I think I yeah. mean they, they try to give him like a love interest, and uh, you get. I, I guess this this set this sets up because they never really said what happened to his wife until now. Because he has that scene where he's talking to uh, Roger's wife and he kind of tells the story of what happened. So I guess they try to, to add that that love interest aspect of it, but. I, I didn't really think it was necessary for this. And uh she, she didn't really she didn't really provide anything. No. I mean she she knew she knew her boss was bad, 
but you thought she was going to maybe give some information, but no, they just kind of bang and eat chili with crushed Oreos in it. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really do much. I mean, she just was just filling space and gave uh, yeah, the love interest for Riggs, but um, she never really served a purpose uh, with the case because she didn't like she again. She probably knew stuff, but didn't just didn't want to know anything because she didn't tell them anything. Yeah, because they, they kind of set it up like because you had that scene where um, a diplomatic immunity guy drops her off and he's like kind of being creepy and then she kind of walks away from him and he's just staring at her. So I thought there was going to be this whole thing where he he wanted her and all that and it just kind of they never went nowhere with it. Yeah, I mean, he was the boss. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't uh, force himself on her. I mean, even if he did, he couldn't. He wouldn't have gotten in trouble because of his. Yeah, he could have just, hey, just yelled that. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she kind of really didn't serve her purpose. Uh, well, served up rigs pretty good uh, during that one scene. But okay, so after that, they. Um, when they're talking to him and he was telling them uh, that yeah, you guys basically got to get the hell out of here. You got no uh, purpose here. Um, and when they said uh, uh, Riggs's name, um, the uh, Voracet guy kind of went Martin Riggs, and he looked at him and like went yeah, and then he just didn't just of the, of the Chicago Riggses. Yeah, he just kinda, who, who wants to know? <laughs> so he just kind of like. All right. I mean, at this point, we don't we don't really know why he said that or why he even knew him. So, so um, after they all left, um, uh, there was some li- little side things uh, dealing with uh, Murtaugh's family. His daughter Rianne was a, a actress, and she was doing a commercial. And because I remember, oh, this part was great. Yeah, they told everyone. Uh, well, uh, Murtaugh didn't want to tell no one, but then he told the Riggs, and he goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Oh man, come on, be proud." And he told, he made an announcement at, at the police station, saying, "Yeah, Roger's uh, daughter uh, is going to be in a make her acting debut in a commercial. It's on tonight at eight o'clock on Channel Whatever." Uh, so they're like, "All right," so that that was pretty much the announcement of that. But then we get uh, we go to the house, uh, and uh, they're all sitting around the TV watching. And um, I've noticed I always try to get uh, a little uh, PC uh, in these films because uh, Murtaugh, Raj is about to eat a sandwich, a tuna sandwich. And they go, what are you eating? He goes, my tuna sandwich. And then they're like, you can't eat tuna. And they're like, why? You're only supposed to be eat albacore because uh, they said they kill the um, the dolphins. They get trapped in the, uh, in the, the, the fish nets. So... So why do they have tuna then? Because he didn't go out and buy the tuna and bring it home to make a sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> Another nitpick. I was just about to say that. Uh, but I thought, what is albacore? I thought that was tuna. Don't ask me. I would have said it was the same thing. But wasn't that big a deal? You guys didn't throw out the tuna you had. Yeah, because, I mean... I, I just buy whatever I mean, what I always get I always get the, the Walmart brand <laughs> the great value brand <laughs> and uh, I think it's just I don't know if it's just tuna or album I don't know I just eat it <laughs> it just tastes good so 
again, a little, uh, little quick, a uh, little message they they throw into this thing. So then the commercial comes on. Oh, um, the Raj was getting some uh, uh, new rooms added to his house. I think he said like a, a, a work room or a game room or something added to his house because there there was a guy. Um, uh, the dude that was fixing the house now, he must work at all hours of the night because it was dark and he was still working but this is when uh, they, they, they show him using one of those uh, those those air pressured nail guns uh, when you see something like that and they kind of spend a little time on it you know that's going to come into play later on so <laughs> luckily they showed he showed him how to use it but I assume it's simple you just pull the trigger so they're all sitting there watching it and they go oh the commercial's coming on so they're all watching it and then uh, I don't remember exactly what it said something like when it's time uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what else it said I just remember that line because you see Rianne and uh, some other guy uh, I get that guy, that guy was there it was a young black gentleman uh, they're sitting there watching it and then they're hanging out on the beach and uh, when it's time make sure you use I don't even, what, do you remember what the rubbers were called they said no. it but I don't remember it wasn't Trojan, but it was like something kind of like that. <laughs> but then when they were seeing that everyone was like, uh, everybody was like the mom and even the the brothers who were like, oh, what kind of commercial is this? All right. Another nitpick. Why didn't she tell her family what kind of commercial it was? Was she just saving it for a surprise? Or? I, You know, that's a good question because her reaction almost is almost like she expected everybody to be okay with her condom commercial. Yeah. Like, she, I don't know. It's like she, she didn't know her dad was going to get mad, but I, I do like the, the, the guy that was uh, working on the house. He was, uh, makes me want to buy rubbers. <laughs> makes me want to go out and buy some rubbers right now. <laughs> That's when they kicked everyone out of the house. and said, You go home. And then uh, uh, Murtaugh starts yelling at Ray. He goes, you had to tell everyone. And he goes, and he goes cops never forget, man. It's going to be just everyone's going to be on me. So uh, he's kind of mad at that. Um, where did it go after this? I think this is when it went to that uh, Rudd guy being all creepy with, um, what was her name, Rika or something? Rika. Yeah, yeah. when he was being and all then, creepy with her. Yeah, and then after that you get uh, – Riggs basically following uh, whatever his name is the the main guy he's following him. he just happens to keep he keeps popping up everywhere he is okay I, I think the rubber thing happened before they met Leo because Leo yeah. wasn't Leo wasn't with them all right so, all right. <clears throat> so yeah this is when uh, they, I think yeah they Riggs starts uh, following uh, Rudd around and then um, they go to whatever building they were at and I assume it was like a South African something building because there were there was a lot of uh, protesters out in the front uh, this is during the 80s during the uh, when South Africa with the, with the apartheid stuff so uh, again they got to throw in that uh, type of uh, PC type of stuff I mean which was good I mean because some one of my friends goes, I didn't even know anything. He goes, the only thing I knew about apartheid is when we were in class. He goes, was well, from Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
Come on, man. You got to be a little woke and, and, and know. I only knew about it because a lot of my friends were uh, a part of that movement uh, trying to end it down there. But uh, I, I did like that because uh, when we, they go there, uh, Martin sneaks in uh, because there's everyone's out there hooting and hollering. And uh, he goes into he sneaks in and he gets into the uh, to the main office where uh, Rudd and all those guys are. And uh, shit, what did he say to them? Or was he just uh, was he just trying to rile them up? Yeah, I was just trying to rile them up, and then through all that, all that going, he had took that piece of paper off of his pad down on his desk, and uh, I think weapons were drawn. But he's basically like, "You ain't gonna shoot," and then that's when he did the the eeny miny hey mo. Yeah, and then he he shot the 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 fish tank, and then just walked out of there he didn't run because all those guys were too busy trying to get all the the fish the little fancy fish that were flopping around on the floor and you 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 again you get this thing with the force net guy like he he knows because he's just standing there staring at Riggs as he's walking away yeah because when he leaves he goes outside and this is when he runs into Rika and uh, she's like, oh, Mr. Uh, Officer Riggs. And he's like, hey, how's it going? And then he just kind of flirts. She flirts with him. He flirts with her. And then he ends up leaving. Um, oh, and then uh, she goes to the store. She's in the she's in the, the grocery store buying dinner or whatever for herself. And uh, OK, was Riggs following her just to try to see if she knew anything? Or was he just following it to try to get his? Both. Okay. Well, I he was hoping one led to the other. <laughs> so, because yeah, they were they were flirting around and everything, and uh, and then she he goes, right, just come to my house and uh, and and I'll make you dinner. Goes, Got a nice big house. He goes, I live right on the beach, and there's a good sunset out of every window and all that. So she goes, all right. So she then goes and go into his house and sees his little trailer. He goes, all right. Well, here it is. He goes, I wasn't lying, was I? And then this is when he goes, yeah, he was going to cook for her. He was going to make her the chili with Oreos and all that. I like Oreos and chili, but not together. I wouldn't even want to try uh, <laughs> what that tastes like. <laughs> so, but, so, And while this is going on, uh, what is his name, Rudd? Yeah. Yeah, he, he tells Forsnett he needs to take out all the cops that are involved. Yeah, because... Uh, they, I mean, I guess it was just everyone that was at that house, so or everyone that's um, the, a part of the case, I guess, because that's when he just they uh, slowly start killing uh, all of them. They took out uh, Vasquez first. I don't, I don't remember her name in this, but um, luckily she, uh, they must have knew she was a swimmer because. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first guy they took out was um, I can't remember that black guy's name. It wasn't the dude from Colors. No, uh, he was hanging upside down. I don't know what that does. I assume it does something to your spine. But anyway, so he was hanging upside down, and then uh, Vora said, or whatever, he comes charging into the house, and uh, he says some shit to him. I can't remember, but he ends up shooting him in the head and kills him. Or oh. yeah, he he uses a lot of racist South African words. He was calling them keffers, whatever that yeah. is. I assume that's. Uh, their version of the n-word yeah is it like hey have your, have your brains ever seen the light of day and then shoots them in the head 
<clears throat> so then we go to uh, Vasquez's house. She's getting ready to uh, go to work, but let me do a few laps first. So she jumps uh, as she's jumping off her diving board. She bounces on it once. It blows up. Um, I assume it just knocked her out and then she just drowned because it didn't look like she was bleeding or anything. But anyway, she's dead. Uh, we go to uh, Uncle Hank's house. Him and uh, uh, one black dude from Die Hard and Colors. They're all getting ready to play poker. Oh, yeah, he was in Die Hard. Yeah, Agent he, Johnson. Yeah, him. <laughs> no relations. <laughs> so they... Uh, um, I also like that line of Die Hard. It goes, Agent Johnson. No, the other one. So <laughs> anyway, so they're all sitting there getting ready to play cards. Uh, then Uncle Hank uh, is like, hey, man, let's hear some music. So he goes over to the radio, turns it on, and the whole house blows up. So back at the uh, police station, everyone's going crazy. Like, all right, where's Murtaugh? Where's Riggs? And like, I don't know. We can't get a hold of him. Well, someone needs to get a hold of him. And they're kind of like, well, what about all these other guys that are dead? And he goes, well, don't worry about them. Let's worry about the cops. This is what the captain was saying. Let's worry about the cops that are alive. So they're, they're still <clears throat> looking for those two. Uh, Raj is with, um, with Leo. And uh, mm-hmm. Riggs is uh, go back to his his trailer. And he, he's uh, deep in it. And um, that, that, that was, I had to fast forward. That scene was a little, just a little too long. Um, I'm, I'm not the one for skinny gals. But anyway, that, that's me, everyone. Uh, so he's throwing her around, uh, rolling back and forth as the dog's watching. And then, uh, how did, uh, oh, oh, well, well um, where was, as the, where was, where was Leo in, uh, Murtaugh? Because the, the, the paper that Riggs took off the desk, it said Alva Barton or something like that. And Murtaugh was like, I heard that name before. I heard that name before. And then uh, they were at whatever, the little safe house or whatever. And Leo was trying to do his taxes, do uh, Roger's taxes. And then some, something clicked in his head and they were like, we got to go to my house. And so they went to his house and he pulled out a video of him, uh, like a family vacation. And the, the, the name that was on the pad was the name of a ship. Well, that's right, because he watched the video and he found it. And, so, but while he was doing this, uh, Rudd's uh, guys showed up, and they took Leo, and uh, I think this, yeah, the, he he kills a couple guys with the nail gun because they're fighting through the house, and they fight into the new room, and a couple guy, one guy gets nail gun to the head, and the other gets multiple nails into the chest. Oh, that's right, yeah, because Raj killed those two guys. Uh, those other two jumped in uh, the station wagon and, and took Leo. Uh, so that happens. We go back to Riggs. He's uh, done. He's laying there knocked out. Uh, his dog comes running up. His dog, Sam, comes running up barking. So he, uh, Riggs kind of sits up, and then he hears the helicopter. These ones should have been stealthy, but they weren't. So he he, <laughs> he heard the helicopters coming, so he wakes up uh, Rika. Here, get your clothes on. They're like, well, what's happening? You go, oh, just get your clothes on. And then so they, they throw their clothes on really fast. Uh, he grabs his gun, and uh, they go. There's a little dog door uh, on the floor, so they they crawl through that because the helicopters come flying up, and then they just start unloading on the trailer. Uh, some of the dudes jump out with their guns, and they're they're unloading. Um, and uh, Riggs tells Rika, hey, "Look, he goes when when there's a pause in the gunfire, they're reloading." So I run to the truck. So 
He's like, all right, now. So she's ah, she's running. They're still shooting at her. Um, he um, oh, he he comes out and he takes out uh, a couple of the guys that are on the ground. He grabs their guns. He climbs or he one one of their guns. He climbs up on the top of his trailer and just starts unloading. Uh, he kills uh, to all the guys in one helicopter and the other guys that are on the ground. And uh, that helicopter, the other helicopter, takes off. So. Riggs uh, grabs Rika and they jump in their car and they, they grab the dog and then they go hauling ass down the road. That helicopter is still chasing him, shooting at him. And then, uh, uh, shit, what happened? Did, uh, he was, he stopped and he was shooting at the helicopter. Did they, oh no, they, they got away. They got away. Did they, but that, that helicopter didn't crash, did it? The second one? No, they ended up catching Riggs and, uh, Rika. Go! I think they they got away. Um, I'm, I assume somebody went back and got the other helicopter that that was sitting there in front of that trailer, because it was still going. The propeller was going after it killed everyone. So I assume they went back and jumped in and took that helicopter. I don't know. It's just me thinking. Uh, so Riggs takes her back home. Um, I don't think that was good police work. He should have just uh, kept her with him. <laughs> so yeah, just take her where they know where she lives. Yeah, because they obviously that they do know because they dropped her off at her house earlier. So uh, they go up and they they say all right. Uh, they uh, knock out uh, Riggs and they say okay, go up and get the girl. So they go up. They uh, <clears throat> they got Leo. And uh, I know they were, they were punching him. They took uh, Riggs down to the uh, to the docks, and they threw him in some kind of straitjacket and wrapped some chains around him. And then uh, they just threw him into the water. Um, well, first the Vorsnet guy tells him. Oh, that's right. How he knows him. It, uh, it turns out that she didn't just die in a car wreck. He was hired to kill Riggs for some case he was doing and he thought he would, uh, was in the car with the wife and that's how she died so yeah so the Vorsenet was the one that killed uh, that killed his wife so and if that was two years uh, from the first film I'll say maybe three years after Let, let's just say a year after uh, his wife died uh, in the first film so yeah, he tells him, and he's all hella mad, and then they're like, all right, sorry, bro, and then they, psh, he reverse it leaves, and then those guys uh, throw him into the water, and then he's uh, he's, down, he's down in the water. Um, was he, like, weighed down or something? Cause, uh, unless that chain was hella heavy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Didn't look like they stuck any rocks in his pockets or anything, but he goes straight to the bottom. Uh, but then while he's down there, uh, luckily there was uh, some light down there because uh, he looks over and he sees uh, Rika and she's she's dead. She's drowned. She just she's got also has a straight jacket on her. Uh, I assumed they either must have he must have woke up in, in, in the jacket and then they, they probably killed her before they threw him in. <clears throat> so so he sees her and then he. Uh, earlier in the film, uh, they they had uh, the he the Riggs was in the we jumped over the scene completely. Riggs was in in the in the the police office police station, 
and he was in a straight jacket and I guess they were, he had made a bet like he could, what, was it a minute that he could get out of that five minutes oh well yeah well, five minutes to get out of the straight jacket so and what he was what he did is he, he could he could pop his shoulder out of socket and then he was able to to get out of it and they were saying he said uh, when he was a kid he got into an accident and then after, ever since then he was able to to knock it out out of socket whenever he felt like it alright back to the water He's on the water. He um, pops his arm out, out of the socket and um, nitpick. Um, if it was that easy to get an arm under there, because the, the arm that he used to to get the straight jacket off isn't the one that uh, <laughs> that he popped out of the socket. But thinking about it, maybe it just loosened it because, okay, his, his arm is out of the socket, so he was it gave him a little more room to put his arm up but then these guys didn't do a very good job uh, with tying him up because if he was able just to get that one arm under it and then pull himself off the chains weren't even on very tight but I didn't do it <clears throat> so <laughs> he he climbs out and then uh, he slams his arm back into, uh, into, into socket and everything and then uh, we go Oh, it kind of flashes forward, and we see um, Riggs walking, kind of pacing back and forth on the beach, uh, holding Rika's body, and uh, his dog is just sitting there. So he kind of just—I don't know how long he was there, but he kind of snaps out of it. And then, um, where did he get his truck from? Good question. <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah, he got it because they knocked him out. I assume they left. His truck at uh, her house, but I don't know. Maybe they maybe they brought it down there too to get rid of it. But anyway, so he's in his truck. Um, how did uh, oh he, uh, Roger called him on the radio? Yeah, he calls him, and when he's talking to him, he's not really making sense. He's basically he's telling him he's going after Rudd, and he just keeps saying that they they killed they killed both of them. They they killed both of them, and he's just like killed killed who. And uh, he figures he's going to. Uh, I think he tells him uh, that he figured out the name, and yeah. they basically meet up there. He tells him, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill him, and I'm gonna fuck him, and, and all that." So yeah, he saw him. <clears throat> Did he say he's gonna fuck him in their asses? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they meet up at the back at the house with the stilts, and uh, so Rogers or Riggs is telling him, "Like, look, man." He goes, "When." When I give you the signal, uh, just uh, do what you got to do. Go in there because this that at that house is where they had Leo because they were in there beating him up. I'm surprised that's surprised they just didn't kill him. Yeah, much respect to Leo because they were beating his ass and he didn't talk or anything. So were they? Just, I mean, did they want their money back? I assume that was the only reason that they kept them alive. I think that, and I think they wanted to know how much did he tell. Okay. Because they were, they were basically trying to get all loose ends. <clears throat> so uh, that's when uh, Riggs was like, all right, you'll, you'll know. Because uh, Murtaugh was like, well, what signal was that? You'll know when it happens. Like, all right. So uh, Roger kind of goes around to the, to the front, and uh, he... 
Yeah, he's waiting, and then uh, Riggs is he hooks up uh, this chain or something around one of the stilts uh, in the back of his truck, and he's just hauling ass going back and forth uh, inside the house. Uh, I think those guys thought it was an earthquake because they're like, "Oh fuck!" So they're running around. This is when um, uh, Raj comes busting in. He he goes in there, shoots up uh, the dudes, and then he grabs uh, Leo. And then they get the hell out of the house before the the whole house collapses because Riggs is pulling it. He finally pulls that uh, cement post uh, or it's a steel post, but a cement uh, base. And he pulls that out of the ground and starts hauling ass down the road. Then right before the house falls down is when Raj and Leo jumps out of the house. And then the whole house goes falling down, down, rolling down the hill. Uh, I assume those dudes were already dead that were in there that Roger blasted and yeah. uh, <clears throat> sorry well, I got sore throat so they they he jump, Riggs jumps out yeah he's hooting and hollering and all that um, they Raj Leo and Riggs meet up and they just basically go alright man here take my car and go uh, just go back go to the police station and, and wait for us <laughs> can I can I run the siren? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as loud as you want. So they kind of they give each other hugs and all that, and then uh, Raj and uh, Riggs go down to uh, Albavarden. That's the uh, the big uh, ship the, that uh, they, they were gonna r- row or ride back to uh, South Africa. All right, before we get into that, why were these guys there again? The bad I think guys they were were they dealing drugs? Uh, I guess. I mean, no, they were they were they were doing evil stuff because they they just had a ton of money in uh in one of those cars because when Riggs and those guys got there, uh, they went into one of those big containers and then um they found like just pallets uh, like to the ceiling full of money so I don't really know where they got that well okay right here it says drug money All yeah right. they were they were evil racist South African drug dealers I guess uh, it says after the rescuing Leo destroying Rudd's house they head to Albavard and Rudd's fire, uh, freight docked uh, at the port of Los Angeles as the South Africans prepare their getaway with hundreds and millions of drug in drug money. All right, so they were doing evil shit. Uh, other than why, why the fuck did they have all the Kruger at then? Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe they were buying the drugs with the Kruger in, uh, and then selling the drugs and getting the cash. Yeah, I guess. I mean, come to America for all the drugs you want and uh, uh, <clears throat> sell it all. And then uh, get the hell out of Dodge before uh, the cops come. But they didn't know uh, about Riggs and Murtaugh. So yeah, because because when those two go in there and they find uh, why was first of all why was there a car in there? But I don't know because <laughs> there was a pallets and pallets of money. And uh, I liked when because uh, when they opened they opened one of them up and then Riggs was oh man I could put all my kids through college uh, with this. And oh yeah shit, Raj says it right here. You know, because Riggs is like, take it. And he goes, I can't. This is drug money. And he goes, come on, man. He goes, do something good with it. <laughs> so um, that that's a thing. I mean, I many movies when they bust drug dealers and there's just tons of money. Um, 
what's that one movie? Uh, I remember Ethan Hawke was was a cop, and I remember they busted these one dudes, and they went in there, and he was stealing all their money out of a washing machine. Wow. Oh, um, was it Brooklyn's Finest? With Wesley? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. And Don Cheadle and uh, Richard Gere. Shit, I need to watch that one. I haven't seen that one in a while. I just remember, like, yeah, because I mean, in movies, uh, cops just grab all the money yeah, and roll. But Roger's a good guy. He goes, nah, I can't do it. <clears throat> so and while they're in there, the the South African guys run up and they shut the, they close the doors and lock it. And then the, the Ruz like, all right, just load it up onto the ship. So they're like, fuck, what, what are we going to do? And he goes, all right, man, we'll figure out something. So as the 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 big can the big trailer container is is up high, um, all of a sudden you hear and the doors come busting open, and here come the car comes flying out out of the uh, out of the container, and I assume it it just knocked all the money. I don't know how much speed it could have got to push all that money out as well. But again, movie. <laughs> Because that thing, it was a long container full of money in that car in there. So luckily that car was in there or they would have been stuck. They would have woke up in uh, Cape Town. And he said that's where they were going. So the car flew out, flies into the water. And did it catch on fire when it crashed through? For some reason on the way down, it was exploding or something. Yeah, because it, it comes busting out and then all the money's floating everywhere. And they're like, fuck my money. And then, uh, the, luckily, there was a rope uh, for them to rappel down <laughs> because those two. Come yeah, down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like SWAT type little rigs that they were just happened to come down on. Yeah, because they come sliding down, and uh, they end up shooting uh, most of the bad guy. Well, pretty much all the bad guys because then once uh, rigs. Got down to the bottom. This is when they had the, the standoff with uh, the Vorset guy. Because, uh, shit, this is where I get lost. I think I was just looking on my phone <laughs> during this fight scene. Because they, they went back and forth for a little bit, didn't they? Uh, Riggs and uh, Forsnip? Yeah. Uh, well, Forsnip was kicking his ass at first because he was doing a lot, of, a lot of kicks and spin kicks and stuff like that. But then, uh, Riggs got all psycho and started coming at him, beating the shit out of him. And then he, they were going back and forth after that. Then when he got him down, he started just punching the shit out of his face. And then he got up and I think he was going to, the thing where they, I can't kill you. And then he walks away. And then of course the guy is going to try to get up and shoot him when he's not looking. And then he conveniently, the button to uh, a container that was hanging there was right there and he just pushed the button and Forrest Snow gets crushed by a giant container um alright another nitpick I don't think that little button could have dropped that thing like that I think you don't you don't think they have buttons that just drop containers <laughs> I think that just makes it go up and down I don't think it'll <laughs> drop it <laughs> I don't know according to this movie you just drop <laughs> containers with the push of a button so yeah, he he gets smashed and he's dead. Uh, Riggs turns around and then uh, this is when Rudd uh, lights him up uh, with a few shots because uh, Rig falls out. Uh, he's laying there. 
Um, but then um, Raj Raj comes up and does the 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 neck thing. But before he does that, um, when he's pointing his gun at, at uh, Rudd, he pulls out his little papers. Diplomatic immunity, and Raj does the neck thing and then shoots him in the head. Have just been revoked. And love that line. <laughs> that that's the end of uh, of him. So evil is punished. Uh, Riggs is laying there with bullet holes in him. And uh, they, they're just kind of hugging each other. And that's the end of your movie. Well, we know they he survives, but uh, the, the credits start rolling. There wasn't anything else after that, was there? No, they're just kind of laughing. And he's telling him, telling Raj, stop making him laugh because it hurts. And <laughs> it's pretty much the movie. Yeah, that that was that that was pretty much the last scene because then the credits started rolling while they're laying there. So I assume uh, Raj uh, radioed for help, and because again they know the the police department didn't know this was all going on, or there would have been all kinds of backup and everything there. So I want to know what they told the captain to keep their jobs, <laughs> other than they stopped this big. Uh, this big drug dealer, um, but then again, the when they do the investigation, uh, though they would have went, they would have both went to jail for killing these uh, these diplomats from from another country. So, yeah, but they have a very forgiving captain, <laughs> and then I assume the the justice system didn't care unless they all swept it under the rug. But I don't know. But uh, what do you give this one? Uh, what I give the last one a nine and a half. So uh, I like this one a little bit more. So I, I can't give it a ten because we we had the nitpicks. So <laughs> nine point seven five. Uh, I'll just go with a straight nine. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the the addition of uh, Joe Pesci, Leo Getz, uh, was awesome. Uh, I liked uh, the bad guys in this one. I like these bad guys a little bit more than. Uh, then the general, uh, Mr. Joshua was badass. He should have just been the main bad guy in the first mm-hmm. one. But uh, these bad guys seem to, uh, they had that uh, that loophole, the diplomatic immunity. So I, I liked that that whole aspect of it all. And, of course, with the PC stuff, with the, 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 the tuna and the, the, the apartheid going on in South Africa, uh, I thought that was cool uh, what they did there. So, but yeah, man, this is it, it's a good movie. Again, the action just jumped right off uh, from the get go. So, I mean, it was just full speed ahead. Uh, yeah, slowed down a little bit, but um, it was good for for a good action shoot 'em up uh, buddy cop movie. I thought this movie was awesome. All right, uh, sorry listeners, uh, you know how it goes here on the action returns. Sometimes we go long. Yep. But uh, yeah, next episode we're gonna continue with the rest of the franchise with Lethal Weapons three and four. So I'm actually excited to watch three because that's probably the one I've seen the least. That's the one that I like. Or, or I dislike. The, I mean, it's good, but I, I didn't like it as much. I don't know. When we get into that one next week, I'll go into it a little bit more. But um. Uh, as far as what we got coming other than here in the action returns as well as uh, THR presents Stream Fiends uh, we got that one coming for you <clears throat> uh, E-Society again uh, 200th episode uh, is out so definitely check that out 
and go over to Anchor when you're done with that. Uh, also, the E Society F200 episode, the uh, 200th episode, is a, a three-hour show as well. So, just uh, you, if you listen to it all at once, cool. If don't, if not, you can break it up and listen to it uh, for however long you want. But listen to the whole episode. But uh, as far as that, uh, that is all we got coming. And uh, thank you, everyone that's been uh, listening to us. Um, episode 22. Yeah, I didn't realize how fast. These episodes are building up. So, but yeah, man, we got more, uh, more lethal weapon for you uh, on the next episode. So, until then, think again. Thank you for listening and party on. And of course, over at the action or the horror returns, already talked about the action returns. Uh, we got another Patreon picks episode with Army of Darkness, Ed and His Dead Mother, and Evolution. Two of those movies I've never seen in. I get. I I think everybody can figure out the one I have seen, which I think Lance will probably give another low score to. Evolution <laughs> is that that one with um, the company? California, yeah, yeah. That oh, guy. Okay, all right. I don't even think I've seen that. Not what was that other one? I don't think I've seen that. Ed, Ed and his dead mother. I never it's even got a, never even heard Steve, of that. It's got Steve Buscemi in it, so it's oh. got him in it. I'll check it out. Yeah, he's good, Mr. Pink. Yep. Army of Darkness, hella good. Yeah, it's yep. uh, not my favorite out of that series, but it's still good. Yep. And uh, THR stream themes. We still got uh, episode number three, uh, Hulu's Run, starring Sarah Paulson coming. Uh, we got a lot coming. So subscribe everywhere, Skater Nez Podcast Network, the Horror Returns Podcast Network. And until next time, everybody... Be safe. Good night.